0: So I started with 8k bankroll, I think I was down to maybe 6.5k after week two and I was thinking, this is going to be hard, I've got another 12 weeks of this and then won that tournament with 3.7k and then went on like the biggest heater, like a 10k heater. won the big 44 on PokerStars Um, and then like I said, yeah, the downswing happened and I ended up going down to like a 10k downswing and
1: Hi, it's Runchix. Welcome to my podcast. The following is my conversation with Lucas Robinson. He set a new record, and it's a big one. He streamed playing poker 100 days in a row for a total of 1000 hours in that period. It is a remarkable achievement, even more so when you consider that he came into the challenge pretty much as a recreational player. So he's not some seasoned pro who's been dealing with upswings and downswings for years. In fact, he experienced his first major downswing during the challenge. We talked about his routine, how he prepared for the challenge physically, how he approached sleep, nutrition and exercise to get through it, what inspired him to take up the challenge in the first place and what he learned in the process. He shares a lot of good tips and I personally find his story quite inspirational. It's always great to see someone find a way to achieve their dreams and succeed at making a career out of their passion. As always, timestamps are in the description so check it out if you want to jump around the topics. And now... Please enjoy this conversation with Lucas Robinson. Pleasure to have you on. Uh, I was looking forward to this conversation and uh, haven't done a podcast in a while. So great to, great to be back. And I'm so excited to hear more about your story, man. Thanks for having me on. Like as uh, we were saying, talking before this podcast, this is my first ever
0: poker podcast. And this is something that like I've dreamt of being in a position like this to be on your type of podcast that I followed for a while it's just yeah it's uh it's crazy to be now in this position to be honest so yeah thanks
1: for having me on well it's a a pleasure because uh i saw your tweets right so i first heard about the challenge uh towards the end of the challenge when you started (laughs) posting like hey guys there's just a couple days left i'm on this challenge which is uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stream uh 1000 hours in 100 days no days off no breaks and i thought wow (laughs) <laughs> that's quite an undertaking, and that's quite quite a challenge. And you completed it. Um, so tell me more. First of all, about the challenge itself, um, and then I'm I'm gonna have so many questions about it.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, the previous challenge. So no, the only no one's ever done a thousand hours in hundred days. But the person who kind of I beat was Ali Shaban, which is obviously he's well known in the poker industry. Sponsored by PokerStars, he's a fellow streamer. He um, he kind of went from his first ever stream he'd done a thousand hours in 125 days and um i first heard of that as his story um i always knew about Oli shabam but i went to lex live which is like a live tournament um where like lex and all the poker stars and all uh streamers were and just loads of people and kind of like the twitch poker community um and i was speaking to ollie there and i was i remember speaking to pete my friend who works for poker stars and that's when I was like, yeah, I'm thinking of, so this was, this was October 2019. Um, so I hadn't started streaming by this point. And uh, Pete was like, why don't you try and beat Ali's record? And I was, mm. I didn't, I wasn't aware. And he was like, I was like, what's Ali's record? And he said, a thousand hours in 125 days, no days off. And I looked at him like, you're crazy. I was like, there's no way. I was like, there's no way I'm ever doing that. And, something just spiked in my mind then, which I obviously didn't realise. It was like that that interested me. Like, I've always thought, I've always been obsessed with, like, records and grew up watching, like, the Guinness Book of Records. And that, his story just, like, just interested me. And so, even though at that day I was like, there's no, it's impossible. And I ended up starting streaming, like, two months later. And it was always in the back of my mind of... I actually looked into it and saw that he'd went on Joey Ingram's podcast to talk about it. And I slowly started to kind of like invest my time into knowing more about that. And yeah. And, and that just kind of is what intrigued me. I, I streamed for a year before then I so mm-hmm. I streamed So I sent myself a target to stream um, in 2020 a whole year. And then again, that's obviously started 2021 is when I'd done the challenge, but it was always in the back of my mind throughout the whole year of like Maybe one day I'll be able to do it. Yeah.
1: So, why? When did you decide, okay, I'm doing it? Because you, so you streamed for a year and then you felt, okay, the time is right. So, how did you make that decision?
0: So, like I said, I, um, I set myself a target to see where I could go in poker and, and streaming in, in a year. So, I, I just set myself a, a year of, um, I was working full-time eight hours a day in social media. And so I set myself a year of maybe I can try and make this a a full-time thing if I improve, if I get better, if something happens, if I get an opportunity. Um, And then, yeah, I loved it. Like I loved every little bit about it. I started, like I said, um, at the start of 2020. But it was hard. Like it was, even though this challenge has been the hardest thing of my life, the past year in 2020 was also the hardest for obviously most people with mm. COVID, but especially me because I, I think I only remember having like two weeks off in the whole of 2020. Um, wow. So like I was working, I was getting up to go to the gym early. I was working eight hours a day and then I was having like an hour's break to set up and then I was streaming 6 p.m. UK time to like sometimes three, four in the morning. And then I'd oh, be wow. doing that like at the peak, I was working six days a week. 48 hours and then streaming like five nights a week so as you can as as like you can imagine I had no social life I worked with uh, I lived with my girlfriend and that was obviously like being hard on the relationship there I was hardly I didn't go on holiday so I wasn't having a break so it kind of got to a point where towards the end of 2020 I knew my bankroll was I think I made 5k profit in 2020 so I was in no position to quit my job and and do poker full time because mm-hmm. I wasn't earning enough money. I wasn't earning any money through Twitch because I my followers I had the average twenty viewers. Um, but I just loved it. Like I've loved poker ever since I was young. My dad's always got me into poker, and I, I just something I just woke up one day and was like, why not? Like, I, I, do you know what inspired me? I, I watched this Joe Rogan podcast on Colin O'Brady. His name is. I don't know if you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. He was the, um, uh, I've got a little note here. He was the first person to uh, travel Antarctica solo, unsupported uh, by like completely human powered crossing of uh, Antarctica. He did like uh, 54 days in a row. And that was like 12 hours a day. Um, And I watched that podcast and I was like, if he could do that. And, and his story's amazing as well. He he had, like, severe burns on his legs. He was doing some type of, like, fire jumping or something like that. And the doctor mm-hmm. said he'd never walk again. Um, wow. And he ended up going to win, uh, got, like, four world records in terms of um, mountain climbing, like, Everest, stuff like that. He he was, like, in a like world champion triathlete. And I watched this story, and I'm like, if he can do that, like, I can... I can sit and play poker for 10 hours a day for 100 days straight. I was like, why Why can't I? I was like, if Ollie did it, why can't I? And mm-hmm. so I think it was like, I think I was started planning it like four months um, to go. So yeah, so like um, maybe around about like October, September time. Um, and so I, I just set myself a plan to, because I knew my, I was a contractor, so I knew my um, contract, like my job was, my contract with my job was up at the end of 2020.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um I was just like, why why don't I? Like I was living from home. Um I wasn't paying that many bills. I haven't got kids. I haven't got a mortgage. Um the only thing stopping me was I didn't feel like I was maybe ready like to go full time poker because I wasn't good enough and I didn't have a big enough bankroll basically. My bankroll was only for like I said, five, five and a half thousand dollars. Um but I was like right so why don't I three months study? as hard as I can, um, plan it in terms of what tournaments I'll play, my nutrition, like spoke to my friends who's a nutritionist, get all my health in place, mm-hmm. um, so do it as healthy as possible. Um, like, like see how much sleep I needed to do. And I kind of just like set it out of, right. If I do nine till 7 PM UK time every single day, 10 hours a day, that'll get me to a thousand hours in a hundred days. So that'll mm-hmm. beat it by like 25 days. Um, and that'll be that'll be respected as yeah, as of being being like it's like super super hard because no one's ever done it before. So I, I messaged Ali and uh he was like full, fully supportive of it. I, I spoke to um I'm good friends of Easy with Aces, sponsored by Pokerstars. And he I think he was the first person I spoke to and he was like at first he was like, There's no way. He was like, There's no <laughs> way. But once I spoke to him and, and said because he knew he, he knew he he was like i'm good friends of him he knew how hard i was willing to work to make this my full-time job and do this because he knew how much i loved it and he was helping me with studying and stuff and um as soon as i explained everything that i planned out i planned out every single detail he was like yeah you can do it he was like i, I have full belief that you can do it um he, he, he just, I think, I think Ollie may have had some like issues after it in terms of health issues. So I think he was kind of scared of that would happen to me. But he knew I was like a healthy, like I'm young. I go to the gym every day. Um, I was planning a workout and stuff like that. Like I was go, planning on going to the gym beforehand and then going on walks after it. So once I explained that to everyone, like Egyptian, who's sponsored by Gigi, um I spoke to him as well. And he was like, you just need to fully make sure once and once again, once I explained to him, he was like yeah you can do it um but obviously the risk was the main risk for me was I'd never done poker full-time before so the mental side of the game I wasn't used to I'd never gone on a bad downswing before um which I know knew was going to happen uh, and it did <laughs> so I knew physically I could prepare myself but mentally I, I, I couldn't prepare myself so like I'd never which is the craziest thing is I'd never done a 10-hour stream before I'd done the challenge like even though I streamed a year, I'd never d i would never I never completed one 10 hour stream. So again, that's what I was scared about because I didn't know I knew how hard like a six or eight hour stream was, but I'd never done one 10 hour stream. So again, that was a risk, which I should have probably prepared a bit more for. And but I knew the hardest part of the challenge was the mental side. And yeah, one the hardest part was the mental side of the of poker and in terms of the challenge, yeah.
1: Did you ever feel like quitting during the challenge? Did you ever feel like, okay, this is enough?
0: No, 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 never. Like I, I knew I, I didn't have to dig deep. I, I thought I thought I was going to have to at some point watch that Colin O'Brady podcast again and dig deep in terms of that, in terms of give, giving me motivation to carry mm-hmm. on. But the reason why I didn't, I woke up, I didn't wake up one day and think, oh, I can't do this mm-hmm. because I love it. Like I love it, and I knew this challenge was going to make me realize that I either didn't want to do poker full-time or I did and right. I, I soon quickly realized even throughout the downswings and even the bad days I just loved it like I, I just love playing full-time and it made me fall people like what it's a good way to hate poker but now it's it's come they gone the complete opposite for me I, I, I mm. love it and it's made me realize I can do it like it, it's it's made me and this is again what I want to share my story in terms of People may say the poker dream is dead, but I've proved that it's not. Like I'm just a normal lad. I'm, not, I'm a normal 23 year old, uh, 23 year old lad who didn't have. I started in 2020, let me add is uh, I started with a 400 dollars bankroll as well. So I built built up that to five and a half grand, five and a half thousand 2020, and then started this bankroll. I added like 3k into my own money. So I started with like an 8k bankroll. Um, yeah, and then ended up pretty well maybe we'll get to the details of -hmm. of that later
1: on oh we'll definitely get to the details and like you said yeah it's it shows to everyone that it's possible because the way you did it it's you didn't over prepare so to say Mm -hmm. right because as you said you've never done a 10-hour stream even one before you never had to deal with the mental side of poker which to a lot of people is the toughest part right and and the part that um sort of makes them think twice before picking up as a, as a career. Because even if they, as a recreational player, went through some bad times, they feel like, okay, well, handling this as a professional and living with these uh, ups and downs and, and the emotions that come with it is just so difficult. And, uh, and often, you know, when I give advice to people for working on the mental game, I, I keep saying, well, take time off you know, switch off, walk away. You had that's no luxury like team. this, right? Yeah. And that's, it's just, you're throwing yourself into the fire, not knowing how, you be, how you're going to be able to handle it. And, uh, and you're forced, because um, you set the constraints on yourself that you're going to be streaming 10 hours, you're going to be hmm. playing 10 hours, right? Um, yeah, so I find, it, I find it really fascinating. What were some of the toughest parts it that you faced the
0: toughest part was um so uh, let me start as well so i spoke to ali and we couldn't i couldn't do any studying so it's i couldn't do like nine hours and be like right i'm gonna do my last hour i'm gonna do a hand review or or something Mm -hmm. like that i couldn't sit and review hands so i didn't do again another hard part was i couldn't study uh i I could obviously outside of it but i was that tired after 10 hours I didn't do any study. The only study I did was midway throughout the challenge. I signed a deal with BBZ, um, so mm-hmm. he wanted to work with me straight away. Again, another amazing part about the challenge. We'll get into more details about that. But so I had one hour, uh, like one hour with him once a week, and that was the only study. And I didn't review any hands. So again, that's another which you know, and poker pros know you need to study and review hands to stay on top of your game. Um, mm-hmm especially so again, in the
1: beginning of your career because there are so yeah. many unknowns so many gray areas for yourself so many things that you are not even aware that they're they're important and um so yeah to skip that part is, is also brave to to say to say uh, it, to put it mildly let's say
0: i would have i would have added study but ollie didn't do it so i wanted to do everything that mm-hmm. ollie did just so there's no people after it saying no well you did this different or mm-hmm. um you know what I mean? So that's why I didn't want that any question marks asked after it. And obviously there weren't any. But yeah, going back to your question, the hardest the hardest part thinking back, the hardest part was the second week was when I so it started off quite well. I started off really well. I won a won a won a first tournament on day one. So that wow. was that was only a small one. That was a five dollar tournament. And I can't remember how much I won, but that was like so that was good for the mentally. I was like, wow, okay. Um as Bay only ends up winning six tournaments throughout the whole hundred days. So uh so obviously this is like, well, this is easy. <laughs> like yeah. that's a start. And then the second week hit, and for like I'd say seven or eight days in a row, it was just getting like bad beat after bad beat and just on a hair hair so like I just didn't feel like it was real. I was like, there's no way this is feels real. Um and yeah, and I was just like, this is I've got another 12 weeks of this if it carries on. And um so that was yeah that was the second week and then i found out like on stream i had like four hours to go that not not like a super close friend but like a friend that i knew over here had actually like been in a really bad uh, accident on his bike and and sadly passed away so i found that out on the sunday um and i I had to stream for another three or four hours after finding that out so that was like on the sunday of after that week. So if I was going to put it down to one moment, that was the hardest moment. Because I was like, how how have I got a stream? I can't, you know, I, I've got a stream now for four and didn't tell anyone. So mm-hmm. that was, again, and then I couldn't take the Monday off to chill and couldn't end up going to his funeral or anything like that because I didn't have any times off. So I think that was, that was the hardest part. And um, I think most people... I've seen maybe in the bug and have seen the video of me crying when I won the bounty builder 44. Cause there was a lot of reasons. One was just relief because that was the hardest, one of the hardest weeks of that I've ever done. And, and then after that week I ended up winning the, yeah, like I said, the bounty builder 44 for I think 3.7 K. Um, so that was like a relief because I was genuinely worried that I was I was gonna go broke and that, and that was the mm. that was the that was the main thing I was worried about was if I go broke my bankroll goes bust which could it definitely could have I could have gone on a severe downswing. Yeah um what like obviously I obviously had staking options and stuff but I just didn't want to go down that route and so I was generally like scared that that I was gonna lose my whole bankroll if I went on a downswing and so when I won that tournament it was just relief and it was just that moment I'd always dreamt of the, I think like I said before the challenge had 20 average viewers. So that moment I had like seven 700 people watching me. And wow. It was just that moment. I've always dreamt about like winning a big tournament. Before then, my biggest win was maybe 2 dollars Or I'd never won a big tournament on stream before. So that was um, something that, yeah, that was, I put that down as my number one moment because that's what got me recognized by BBZ. That's what got me recognized by GG. That's what kind of, got me recognized a lot quicker than I think I would have done um, Mm -hmm. without that clip so Mm -hmm. that was yeah that was just that was the best so from going through the worst moments of the so the worst moment and the best moment kind of happens in the space of a couple of days and Mm -hmm. probably the the hardest part after that was the last five weeks so the, the five weeks I went the last five weeks before day 98 where I won my biggest score of the challenge I was on a 10k downswing so again that was the biggest downswing that I've ever gone on in my life so that was hard to mm-hmm. to. the only thing that kept me going through that was because I knew it was coming toward the, towards the end of the challenge but maybe three or four weeks into that I knew I had three weeks to go it was that was yeah that was like come on you just gotta keep going like every day because the thing is about this challenge with tournaments specifically if I bust all my tournaments seven hours into a stream, I can't mm. then start regging more tournaments because unless the turbos or hypers, which there wasn't many towards the end of the stream, I couldn't reg normal tournaments because they'd go on far too long. Mm-hmm. So, and for me, I've never really studied cash games. I don't really enjoy the likes of like spinning goes and rushing cash and stuff like that. So I had to just chill and play like cash games and, so that for me is what made it them type of days harder, mm-hmm. because say if I have a deep run and it gets me through the ten hours, that's what got me. To, that's what makes it quicker. The adrenaline if you're running deep, whereas if you play, if for me personally, if I'm playing cash games for two hours, it makes it drag and makes it seem so much harder. So mm-hmm. again, that was another hard bit about the challenge was if I bust everything seven hours to go, I've still got on stream for another three hours. I can't just end the stream which you feel like once you have getting bad beat after bad beat and you're mm-hmm. breaking everything that was the hardest bit where you couldn't just end it and I had to just keep going yeah
1: and how was the audience how was the interaction there and uh, how, how did you find that aspect
0: amazing that's the that's my so the, I call them the OGs. So we had like the OGs that were in the channel before all this kicked off and they can't believe uh, everything that's happened. And and then we had like the new OGs. So the so the people that s- found the challenge from the start and was in every single day. Mm-hmm. So we've just got, I'm just so proud of the community that I've built up. Like our, my community that I've built up is just so nice people. And I pride myself of being a kind of positive person. So if there was any heavy, heavy negative people that came in or, i just don't i just think life's too short like i just don't think you're going to get anywhere in my personal opinion i had old friends that were very negative and kind of i feel like probably held me held me back when i was younger and and now try and surround myself with positive people and people mm-hmm. that are kind of got the same mindset of me of wanting to do stuff in life so yeah i, I i'm proud it's just like of my community that i've built up and it's mm-hmm. uh I just that's what I mean I never woke up any day and thought because because the thing is like if you stream 10 hours a day if you've got if you've got negative people or horrible people and all they talk about is like negativity and you're not going to enjoy streaming to them 10 hours a day so that's what I i loved getting up even on the t- days that I was super tired I loved getting up and just being and just some days where I didn't even care about the poker I didn't even know I, I turned around sometimes and be like I don't even know what's going on in the poker here even though I was playing like six tables at once, because we were just having such a laugh. Like we Mm -hmm. just, every single day, we just talked about anything and everything. And it just, it made it feel like you were just speaking to your friends every day. And that's what, yeah, that's, again, one of the things I'm most proud of after this challenge is is just the community that we've kind of built up, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, let's get back to the beginning a bit, because, you know, when you were started to describe the way you, got into the challenge and the point in your life where um, you're not sure if you can do poker professionally, you don't really have the bankroll for it, uh, at least not the bankroll that would make you comfortable uh, jumping into it. You were working too hard because you know you had like six days a week, 48 hours a week on, on your actual job, you would go to the gym, you would uh, stream in the evenings seems like a very busy life and you you're hating it so to jump into i'm too busy and i don't know if i can play poker professionally to commit yourself to playing 100 days straight that's a challenge on so many levels Mm -hmm. like how do you think I mean, would would you play? Would you become a professional poker player if you haven't done this challenge? Would you find another way, or having a challenge to push yourself through it? It was a was a key moment, or is a key moment for you?
0: Yeah. So, I I I think I would have found a way. I I, I would have found a way because I just love. I just I've always just loved doing poker, like I said. So my Journey was when I was 11 years old. There was uh, there's a yearbook. So when I was leaving primary school, we call it in the UK, mm-hmm. it was like a yearbook. And it's like, where would you, where will you be in 10 years' time? So I, know I was like, my dad always, my dad and my uncle and my granddad always got me into poker. So the, growing up, I, you know, yourself, you probably with your family, you, you idolize your family in terms of you want to do what they want to do. So I always grew up a big Liverpool fan from Liverpool, England. So I'm mm-hmm. a big like Liverpool supporter. Um, so I always kind of want to be a footballer but then when I kind of realized I wasn't going to be a footballer then obviously then poker was kind of my main my main thing my main love so I uh it was 11 years old it's like where, where will you be when you're older and be like viva las vegas and for my 21st birthday so my dad always <laughs> told me he'd take me to vegas from the 21st and he did so we, we went to vegas from the 21st and it, it said something like where will you be uh what do you want to be when you're older and it was like top poker player so that was when I was like 11 years old. Wow. Um, so, uh, but a thing is, I, I never, I never, I never said to people I wanted to be a professional poker player because in my mind it was always impossible. Because to be professional poker player, I thought you had to be like one of the big boys. They had to be high stakes player, Daniel Negreanu, Phil Helmuth. and it wasn't until I found like Switch Poker where I was like, "Wow, there's actually a realistic chance of." Because I saw other streamers Mm -hmm. coming out from university that were just normal, normal like lads or normal, normal women, like get signed by big poker sites. So that's kind of what fueled me into terms of wanting to do it because I then found a way of that that would be possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went to uni for a year and so I, I done my GCSEs, my A levels. So I, I done well. Um, went to university, was doing business. I always wanted like create my own business, so that that was why I did business. Um, but I just I, I done more poker study in that one year than I did university mm-hmm. study. I think that's probably when I knew. And even then, I was like, I don't want to. it to be it's so hard to be a professional poker player. So I was just kind of playing it for fun. But when I turned eighteen, my dad just taking me to live to the casino and. It's just because I've always been competitive, like growing up playing FIFA and playing football. And I was a tennis coach before I moved to the Isle of Man. So I was always competitive. And it's one of them where I knew I was losing a lot, like not a lot, but I was losing at poker. And Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a way to get better. So I just, that motivated me to want to get better. Mm -hmm. Um, So then, yeah, I dropped out of university and moved to the Isle of Man where my mum and dad moved um, a couple of years before me. So... I then worked on my mom and dad's fish and chip shop. Um, so I worked in there for about a year, maybe two years, um, and that made me realise that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> like that made me realise that motivated me to want to do something that I enjoy because I just didn't enjoy that. And I, um, funny, funny enough, I PokerStars headquarters is over here in the Isle of Man, so I went for a job in PokerStars to look at basically manage the twitch streamers in poker so mm-hmm. again that was my dream job like that's what i thought i was gonna do and they offered me the job but there's some type of work permit issue over here where you, you need to live over here for a certain amount of years or something like that so I, I couldn't unfortunately get the job so then i was working in the fish and chip shop still and I was i was just hating it and and then moved to quit that and moved to like social media. I was doing social media for different companies. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so at the start of 2020, this is why I set myself that year goal. Because I knew at the end of 2020 I could get I could finally get a job in Poker Stars if I wanted to. So that's why I set myself a year to be like, right, if poker and let's give poker and streaming a go. And if I don't, if nothing happens, then at least I'll be able to get a job and looking after Twitch streamers in poker stars basically um, and then it slowly was get, I think this is why I kind of made the decision it was slowly getting towards the end of 2020 and I was like now I was like why should I settle for managing Twitch streamers when what's different to what's different to them than to me there's, there's nothing like poker isn't a thing where you grow up with certain genetics and that them genetics make you better at poker in my opinion, poker is all down to hard work, um, and so and I I've always been someone that wants to work hard and like I I would want to try and work harder than the next person and anyone else to try and achieve that. But I was just trying to I was just trying to find that one thing that I could put everything into, and I feel like if you don't love this the certain thing that you're either working or your passion, like you you're never gonna be the best. I don't think you can be the best in something if you don't love it. Um, mm-hmm. and that year of streaming just made me realise that I just I just love it I just love playing poker and I just looked up to so many poker players poker Twitch streamers and saw their journey I'm like why why can't I like if they can do it why can't I but I, I, like I said I was on a pretty heavy schedule in terms of working eight hours a day streaming in an evening I wasn't getting enough sleep I wasn't having enough time with my friends family, girlfriends so I felt like that this challenge was the only way to kickstart my career in terms of doing poker full time, um, which was a risk. Like I quit my job, and I had before this challenge, I had zero income coming in. Like people need to realize that. Like I wouldn't recommend anyone do what I did because I had zero income coming in. Like as much, like it wasn't a risk in terms of I didn't have many bills to pay, like outgoings. But I was fully prepared to go back to my job if needed. Like my manager said, if I need, if I wanted to come back, I can after this challenge so i was fully prepared if things didn't go well that i would go back to my job and that would obviously be the end of the dream but mm-hmm. even then i was like no i'd still work hard and still do it around my job to make it work so um again that was that was why it was a risk because i had zero income coming in i didn't have many savings and yeah luckily obviously it, it worked out yeah mm mm-hmm.
1: I like how you prepared for the challenge because you you described um, you know thinking through even nutrition and diet and how how you how much do you need to sleep how how are you going to pace yourself um, so important these aspects like even on the in a regular grind like for people who are just doing it as a profession without the constraints of you know these crazy um, hundred days no days off etc cetera, etc cetera. so I'm really curious to hear more about. Um, what was your preparation and what was your routine for the days? Um, so maybe let's let's start with that, and then I'll, I'll have some follow up questions there.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. So I knew sleep was, I knew sleep and nutrition was going to be the number one in, like in factor. And it, this is obviously personal towards me. So obviously, if anyone's listening, th- this can maybe work for some people. But for me, I know what works well for my body. Like I'm very apart from poker. My other well, main passion is the gym and and basically like working out and i'm feeling good and i don't i went this was another thing as well which adds to the challenge i worked out every day for 100 days i didn't have any days off from working out um and people may say people that aren't into fitness may may think well you're crazy that that'll make you feel tired throughout the rest of the day it's the complete opposite for me i if i don't go to the gym even if it's a 20 minute workout like a hit workout so i was doing a mixture of boxing like hit boxing i had punching bag or weights um, again, another thing over, over in the Isle of Man, we went through like two lockdowns, so I couldn't go to the gym. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of do different workouts for that. So that made it a bit harder. Um, so yeah, I worked out every single day. So my routine was getting up at like 7am, um, half, like 7, 7 30, either go in the gym when I could, or, or doing a boxing workout for 20 minutes or half an hour or doing some weight, um. Obviously getting, um, I, I think uh, every single day I had a uh, scoop of protein in a shake with some frozen fruit. So that was what I had every single day. So I, I, every time I started the stream, the people would see me there with my mm. like protein shake. Um, so that that was uh, obviously a form of like getting my fruit in as well, which I loved. I then um, started the stream at 9 a.m. So my, my schedule was like 9 a.m. till 7 p.m. UK time every single day. Because um, that, again, because that's what I was used to in terms of I was working nine to five. So, mm-hmm. again, I knew my body was kind of used to that, working out beforehand. And I also felt like that was a good time zone because all like the other biggest streamers streaming in the evening to play all the evening, all, all evening time. So I felt like there was a gap there to build my stream to do in the morning streams. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, I had the uh, same, again, same meal. Had like uh, porridge, porridge oats with peanut butter, banana, um, uh, some milk, and some like sugar-free maple syrup. So, again, like the, we've got, I've got a, a mo- uh, like an emote, so you get like certain like emotes and badges made on your stream. So I've got I've built like a porridge emote now because every day <laughs> everyone was like in chat, porridge time. Because I had that, I had that every day for hundred days. So they were to my two like main staple meals, and then I'd I'd have another meal at like 4 p.m. Uh, and then maybe one later on after the challenge at like say 8 p.m 9 p.m and that and that, that, and that changed that because again like if i was eating the same meal every day so at the start i was i was i was meal prepping so when i finished the stream i was then cooking a loads of chicken off and potatoes or i was cooking off like chicken curry or chicken pasta or something like that um so like i was having like two big meals with carbs basically either a, a meat on a carb um, but then, as the challenge went on, I was again getting more tired and tired. So my family actually helped. So my girlfriend cooked me my, my, uh, food at night, and then my mum was, uh, my mum and my dad was like preparing my lunch for in the in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, I knew that was going to be the hardest bit in terms of meal prepping. But again, I knew that was the most important thing because for me, my body is very sensitive. If I eat rubbish, I feel like rubbish. So. I know if I eat well, like nutrition wise, I I feel good. So that's why I knew physical physically I, I was gonna feel fine because I did get more tired towards the end. But it, I thought it was gonna be a gradual like a slope of I just get tired and tired. It it was kind of like it was it was a, it was a slight slope, but it's kind of my body kind of got used to it.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: crazy what your body can do. Like your body gets used to things, and my body got used to kind of the whole cycle I was on. So. Yeah, I was, having, I was having like three main big meals a day, like I said, my protein. And one thing I used at night uh, for my sleep, I've, I always sleep well, but I always had that CBD oil. um mm-hmm. was amazing to kind of allow you to sleep better at night. So I kind of looked into that. And basically what CBD oil is, is gets you into a deeper REM sleep. Um, so if your body goes into a deeper REM sleep and you get more type of like REM sleep, you, that that allows you to like, basically your body to like recover a lot more for the next
2: mm-hmm.
0: day yeah. um and i and i tested that again test that like three months before the challenge and i f- that I, I thought that was amazing so
2: mm-hmm.
0: um i use that every single night and like i said even though i don't sleep I, I i sleep fine on the nights where say i didn't get as much sleep i tried to aim I, again like this was something that i prepared for like i had like a fitness watch and i kind of tested the days that i felt a bit Tired, I got under seven hours sleep. So I knew I needed around seven hours sleep every night. Um, But on the days, say, I ran deep in a tournament or say I won a big tournament, I was pretty hype and didn't get to sleep early. Um, I just took my CBD and I'd still feel tired the next day, but I wouldn't feel as tired as I would without the CBD. So um, so yeah, and then I ended up trying to get to sleep at like maximum. I, I felt like if I went to sleep any later than 11 p.m., I felt it the next day even if it was by like half an hour like I was like right I Mm -hmm. need to get an early night so um yeah that was sleep for me the main things were sleep and nutrition um because yeah for for me that's again that could be different to all different types of people but for me personally I thrive my body thrives my mind thrives under the same routine of I kind of know what my body needs and what my body doesn't need so I, yeah. I still I still treated myself on like a Saturday night, Friday night to maybe I had a takeaway or something like that. Um but obviously not not every week. Um because like I said, the next day I could I knew my body knows that I've, I've eaten rubbish. And some people may not be that sensitive towards that. So but you wouldn't have become I wouldn't have came out of the challenge healthy if I would have mm-hmm. been eating basically rubbish every day.
1: Yeah, I don't know if some people can actually do it in any other way because there are some people who might tell themselves that hey i I only need like four hours of sleep i'm fine you know i can have whatever meal i can have one meal a Mm -hmm. day and it can be a crap meal i don't need a consistent sleep schedule etc etc and they might be pulling it off and everything is working seemingly but at the same time who knows if they're actually just utilizing just a small part of their potential mm, exactly. and I think that's most likely the case, um and especially when you put yourself through something strenuous like like you did, right, mm-hmm. where you really test the the limits, yeah, that's where you realize okay well there is there's no shortcut here, you have to take care of that you you wouldn't be able to to pull this um off if you only did like four hours of of sleep um at least I think so. You know, I yeah, I've no, seen people I, burn I, I, out so bad. I mean, you you might be you might be able to pull it off, but we wouldn't be talking to you right now. You'd be depressed no. somewhere, you know. Still, exactly. so that's and I've seen that happen over and over again, especially with guys who uh, go to something that they're not used to, mm-hmm. and it puts even more strain on their regular schedule. And then they just get the wake up call one day of like, okay, well, I'm completely end of the line. I'm completely burned out. It happened to me as well when the first time I went to Vegas for, I think it was three months or so, three and a half months of live poker. Mm-hmm. So a completely messed up schedule, you know, playing mm-hmm. just whatever, 16 hours a day and just not very healthy in terms of the food, definitely not healthy in terms of sleep. Sleep was all over the place towards the end of those three months it's just you know i had probably like five days left in in vegas and i just sat on a couch for five days because i was just like that's it i i can't do it anymore and physically absolutely unnecessary and and definitely hurting your your game big time even even if you don't realize that's
0: undervalued in poker and this is again like Something that I'm going to continue doing. Um, I'm going to continue working with a nutritionist. I'm going to continue working with someone that's going to do my gym routines. And um, because I've got big ambitions, like I want to become one of the best poker players on Twitch. Like I've got the right people around me. I've obviously now got the GG deal, the BBZ deal. So if I want to become that that person that I know I can become, I've got to I've got to stick to what I know will mm-hmm. allow me to be in this in the long run but also to you, like you said use your potential because i just don't know how people can i just don't know how people continue to grind every single day at their highest performance if they're not eating healthy they're not sleeping right they're working out like people don't realize the power of how much happier that makes you. Like it's, it's scientifically proven that like producers and dolphins that make you happier. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially if you're sitting, your job is sitting on a computer screen all day. And it's, um, it's definitely something that I think people undervalue. And again, hopefully I can bring that to, to kind of the poker world in terms of showing people may like, like pros specifically, may see that I think the pros specifically realize how like they respect this challenge because Mm -hmm. especially given that and again this is what me and Ali did and I feel like we we both kind of went straight into the poker world of doing it full-time within doing this challenge and I feel like say if a high stakes reg wanted to beat my challenge I feel like it would still be respected but I don't think it I don't think it compare to me and Ali's because they're used to the mental side mm-hmm. of the poker. They're, they've Absolutely. got a bankroll they're comfortable with, and Ali will tell you. Well, well, he he said to me, he went on a downswing towards the end of the challenge as well. And having that, like like not being used to that, uh, like the mental side, I knew was going to be the hardest because I knew that's what like Ali said was the hardest bit about mm-hmm. about, about the challenge for him. So, um, like yeah, to to kind of do this full time, it's. Uh, You've got to take all things into into account
1: um i completely agree with you on on uh on what you said that you know it wouldn't be the same if a high stakes rug did it right just because the sheer complexity of what you did is it just doesn't compare because you have to learn to deal with the downswings the 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 whole thing of of poker, because it's not only the downswings, it's dealing with the upswings, it's dealing with the big win, right? Because you're trying to stay consistently within your rhythm, you're trying to consistently wake up 7am, go to sleep reasonable time, you're trying to stick to it. And there's every day basically you're getting bombarded by something new it's either yeah. a downswing or you win something and then well good luck trying to go to sleep immediately the, after that this right? the
0: thing and, and and honestly the the hardest that the, the days i was probably most tired and the hardest days what were, were the day after winning a big tournament because again you can't get to sleep after that and it's kind of one of them where you it's very hard to just like grand the next day it's it's weird it's it's such a weird thing where you you probably know yourself if or people watching if once you win a big tournament you kind of don't really want to grind the next day you just want to kind of mm-hmm. chill and enjoy it and same with like if you have a very 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 bad day so I think my biggest losing day was like 1.1k um on them after them days you just want to take a day off um and I couldn't so mm-hmm. again that was the hardest bit in terms of like that again the ch- a rule of the challenge you couldn't have one day off so even if I'd built up enough time extra to have a day off I, I couldn't so that's why again to make it harder for anyone that wants to beat my challenge I did like I think I think just the, the the smallest amount of hours in one day was 7 hours or 7.5 hours mm-hmm. I think Arlie's was 4 hours that he did so so I knew the limit was, th- was 4 hours but I was like no let's take that one step further and do like at least 7 hours a day Mm -hmm. um so again like people like can you have one day off and just having one day off in the middle of the challenge would have made it so much easier people may think that might not have changed things but it it definitely would have like just to just this reset and just recharge and but then again it might have got me out of my like routine that's what i was about to say because
1: i'm not sure whether it would make things easier or it would make things uh, harder because it could go either way Mm-hmm. It could make it easier, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so sure. You know, there's there's something about having the consistency, having the routine, not breaking the routine. Mm-hmm. As hard as it is, right? No days off is probably better. If you if days off are part of your routine, that's great, and that it, that's the way it should be, right? Yeah. Obviously, but if you don't have days off in your routine, that one day can just unravel everything
0: yeah for sure right
1: and plus yeah. when do you take a t- day off do you take it after a bad lose uh, yeah. the bad losing day or a great um, win right and mm-hmm. how are you going to deal with the emotions how are you going to deal with yourself because you know one aspect of you starting the stream nine in the morning you don't have to sit there all day think about life you're just yeah, there yeah, you're yeah. playing you're interacting with the audience etc etc right mm-hmm. you have your routine you, you go to the gym you're streaming, you have your porridge, uh, you have your shake, mm-hmm. life is great. Mm-hmm. But if you're just there on your own, sitting, contemplating on what's happening, what are you doing, what choices you made in life, you know, that's, yeah, that can get out of control real quick. Sure.
0: And, and that's the thing with the whole challenge as well. And something that I couldn't, I couldn't have a day to sit back and reflect on what was, what was happening because there's so much that had happened within the challenge. Like I said, I'd won that. That clip had gone viral in the poker industry. That of me winning that first tournament, I then obviously got like the GG deals. So my first biggest spot. I had to keep that quiet for six weeks. So again, that mm-hmm. was something hard because I couldn't tell people about that. So mm-hmm. uh, that that was one thing. And then BBZ signing with BBZ, like that was. If I was to choose one coach to work with to make me like I said, the big the best player that I can be potentially wise, like he would be. He would be it. So have him like message me directly and reach out and be part of bbz is just like insane and but again like i couldn't reflect and i couldn't kind of take that in and so that was what i'm doing now and i feel i feel being feeling a bit bent out but it's I don't, it still hasn't fully hit me it's still all hasn't mm-hmm. still fully sunk in that this has always been my dream and it's obviously when people have dreams it's very rare that it actually happens and Mm -hmm. that it's actually achieved um but people don't tell you what it's like when you do achieve them so it's uh it's an amazing thing just have freedom um like i said i only got two weeks off the whole of last year and just to just to have the freedom is so and that's the way life should be and that's what i love about poker and people say it is hard obviously it is hard but I think the number one thing about poker is obviously doing something you love day in, day out, but it's also mm-hmm. the freedom. Like I have I was in jobs where you had to ask for it to have a Monday off. And it's like that shouldn't be the way life should like that shouldn't be the way life is. Like you should have the freedom to decide. If you don't feel well one day, um, you should you should be able to have or if you want to go on holiday one week, you can just decide that. And mm-hmm. for me now, that's why GG's been amazing they've they're not like you've got to work this amount of hours each week or you've got to do these specific times they've they're so they're so good and flexible in terms of what i can do so i think that's one that maybe one thing that's underrated in terms of being a poker player is i've just now got the freedom which i never have Mm. because even when i was in like school and university they tell you what weeks you have off and what days you have off um so this is the first time in my life i've ever had that freedom and it's it's a weird feeling yeah it's a very yeah. weird feeling
1: yeah and it's important to remember to use that freedom right because yeah. a lot of people are they have that freedom but um if you look back and even myself if i look back in in my younger years right do, doing poker traveling the world etc cetera, etc cetera, but then missing out on so many things that are sort of on the list oh i kind of would want to do this i want to pick up that sport i want to pick up that etc etc and you have all the freedom all the resources whatever you could just do it yeah but you know well yeah i'm just gonna play some more poker you know not not take enough time off and then of course at some point everybody comes to a point in their life where there are too many about other obligations. Like in my case, you know, the family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And poker gradually goes into the background of priorities because you yep. realize, like, and which is also a beautiful thing about poker, because it I can just push it in the background if I choose to, if I want to spend more time with my family, with my with my kid, uh, and I can bring it back in the foreground whenever I I please, right? And that's not something you can do with your regular on nine, nine to five, very easily just saying, Hey, you know what? I just want to take like three months kind of, you know, just, I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to see what's up in the office, but I might not stay in the office. You know, that's yeah. never gonna lie. But, but like fruit. you said,
0: in terms of having them things that you want to do, uh, I always felt like if I didn't try my best to make it in poker, I would have regretted that for the rest of my life. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: if I wouldn't have done this challenge, i knew i just woke up one day and remember like saying it to my girlfriend and said told my mom and dad and they were like go for it because i knew i have the opportunity there i'm young i'm like i said i've not really got many things holding me back what's what's stopping me and i think that's something that maybe people feel like they're trapped but you're not like what's the worst that can happen that's what i was saying like What's the like? You've got to look at like you've got to risk things in life to to get the big rewards, mm-hmm. and and this was a big risk. Is the biggest decision and risk that I've ever done in my life, but it's it worked out. But and you've just got to think of like what's the worst that could happen? The worst thing that could have happened is if I never did this, and then when like you said, I'm fifty 50, 40 years old, it's it, it, it's too late. Then it's I'd always regret that for the rest of my life, and I don't want to do things i want to do things that i won't regret you know what i mean mm, and if i exactly. gave this a go and it didn't work then at least i say i've tried and i'll never have that regret in my life but again look like for people that not only in poker for people that want to go and go and move somewhere or go and visit somewhere or take up a sport or like if so that people can do it why can't you like that's mm. all that's kind of my motto and you've just got to work hard and there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about other poker players in terms of the best the best poker players in the world are the ones that have worked hard like the hardest. And, and that's all there is. Obviously, and and I think this is why I do have to work harder than the average person because I'm not I'm not like I'm like a genius at maths and I'm not like so I wasn't so brainy in school. I was always the one that worked the hardest. And I never got like like A stars or anything like that. Um I was never like top of the class but everyone's always knew that i've worked hard and this is why my mom and dad always always supported me because they know i'm not stupid they know uh, they know i'll work hard to achieve what i want to do and mm-hmm. they're even surprised about what happens in this challenge because they didn't know what was gonna kind of come off it no one did yeah like if again that's what was the risk it wasn't like it wasn't like someone said to me, right? If you complete this challenge, I will give you fifty k for completing this. It it wasn't like that. It was mm-hmm. I was completely unaware of what was, but what the opportunities were going to come. I had something to to kind of like see, like so. Ali Shaban obviously he gained like eight thousand followers on Twitch. He got signed by Poker Stars soon after it. So I kind of had right if if that happened to Ali, maybe that'll happen to me. But I didn't know. Like I like I said, I'm still playing like low stakes. At the start of the challenge, I not a, I was still had a low bankroll, and I'd never even dreamt about any kind of focus. site would come like and and, and ask me to be part of their team. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it's it's really important to have these examples, um, examples like you, the guy who did it, because then somebody else is going to look at the, at your accomplishment and say, "Hey, he could do it. I can do it. I don't need to do exactly that." but I can do something like that, right? And and that's a beautiful thing because, you know, for you, you knew that can be done because Arlie did it, right? So you're like, well, okay, can be done. I can do it better. Um, And the more people do it, the, the, the easier it becomes. The easier it becomes because that mental barrier is not there anymore. And also, the more people tried, the more, information about what worked, what didn't. So, you know, your example of taking the nutrition very seriously, the sleep very seriously, you know, that this example could actually be so useful for people, not only attempting a sort of challenge like yours, but just getting their stuff together in in their actual poker careers, Mm -hmm. right? In their actual day-to-day grind, maybe realizing that, hey, maybe this is a missing piece in in the puzzle that would actually uh, set me on the right course.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's the job as well like say if they can they can get promoted in their job or, or they want to they have an ambition to do something like that or like the it's it's it just kind of a path to be like if if you do these certain things because if you look at like athletes like that that's what they that's what they kind of concentrate on is that's what i mean in terms of like they look after the body the mind and like that's I knew cbd i thought it's like a boxer so he used he used that and you kind of and, and we even though we're not athletes, it's it's the it's the brain, it's the it's the mind. And you you kind of, we kinda of are athletes because like we talked about before, if you don't look after your body in the long run, you're not gonna be able to grind ten hours a day. If you go mm-hmm. to Vegas, you're not gonna be able to grind day in, day out, because it's 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 hard. And and this is what people in this is why I always say like people that are in poker will respect this fully like a lot more mm-hmm. than the average person. Because say if I was streaming a video game ten hours a day for hundred days, that would be a million times hard, a million times easier. Because you don't have to deal with the the losing money. You don't have to deal with having to fully concentrate on every decision. You don't, you know what I mean? And that's why poker is is probably the hardest game to to pull up, like to stream on Twitch because
2: mm-hmm.
0: every decision matters. Like you've got to fully concentrate and and you know the days that the days that i was tired and 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 that i wasn't fully playing my optimal poker y- y- you kind of you kind of realize and you kind of know
1: yeah um, and also yeah. you can add another aspect to that um as you said you know every decision matters and you need to focus on that but also the way your audience is going to perceive every decision say you're streaming some sort of game and you do something absolutely ridiculous and silly and you can laugh it off just like ha hey, let me try this you know you're not gonna for a laugh start shipping like seven deuce off and uh, but with that idea in mind there's gonna be always people who are gonna judge your game and you're sort of exposed there right and yeah. uh, whatever you do there's gonna be opinions flying your way of like ah oh, this sucks you suck your your play is ridiculous this doesn't work etc and you have to deal with that more so than when you're streaming any other game I mean sure, you know, probably if you're playing FIFA on stream, still there's going to be a lot of uh, keyboard warriors uh, mm. suggesting, you know, what you do wrong. But still, it's not on the same level.
0: No, because again, because you're not down that, that much money. And again, this is why towards the end, I, I so I didn't share my profit throughout the challenge because again, that's another element that why would, I, why would I share my results? So I shared my buy-ins and cashes every day, but I didn't share my results. Throughout the whole because when I go on a downswing, the downswing is gonna be hard as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you get them people coming in, and being like, Well, you're 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 rubbish, like you're mm-hmm. you're down 5k, yeah, you should just like stop playing, like you should just stop. So that's obviously gonna make it harder. So yeah, but again, that then towards the end of the challenge, then added more pressure on because when I was on that 10k downswing, day 97. I was, so I started with the 8K bankroll. I was, I think it was, it was on like 8.8K at day 97. So I was only up like 800 profit. And that's what I mean about I was on a 10K down the last five weeks. So I knew it was getting close to not being a profit in the challenge and going on podcasts, sharing my results. Like I want, I wanted to be in the position where I was like, yeah, I did make decent money from it. So people don't, so people can be like, wow, that was amazing. And, if I was down money, people would be like, you played 100 days straight, you're down money, which mm-hmm. obviously poker players will get. That happens, obviously. Uh, I know I've got a decent win rate. Like, BBZ's gone through my, my older manager told me I've got a decent win rate. But again, like, down swings happen, upswings happen. And uh, this is why poker, again, is so brutal because it's not just like one week you have winning week, one week you have losing week. The next week, you have a winning week. That would be so much easier to deal with mentally. But like, I went on like a bit of an upswing, then a downswing, then a heavy upswing to the point where I was like day fifty five. I was like, this is I'm this is so easy. Like mm-hmm. poker is amazing. And then <laughs> so that was on like a ten k up down ten uh, k upswing, and then I went on a ten k downswing. So like I said, it wasn't just like one week I was up one k, one week I was down one k, one week I was up one k and that's why poker is brutal and people need to understand that it's 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 hard but again another kind of silver lining out of this challenge is it's made my mental game so much better than it probably would have been if I would have been playing for poker for like 2 or 3 years full time because on them days where i was go i was on a downswing for a week straight i couldn't just be like right i'm having a day off i had to grind and battle through and obviously that's taught me now that Downswings are a thing and people need to realise that. And until you're going through a bad downswing, you it's it's so hard to kind of accept and kind of know mm-hmm. how how hard it is. Um and again, what makes that easier is having a day off, having spending time with your family, going on a holiday. But it made me like know that actually you've just got to kind of ground through it and you've just kind of trust yourself that you've got a, that I knew I had a decent win rate and eventually obviously in the long run, you're going to kind of be in profit, which, yeah, luckily throughout the challenge I was.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because actually, as you said, that, you know, having a day off makes it easier because you can spend time on something else. The reason why you need to spend time on something else is to reset your mindset. Uh, Because when you get into that bad mentality of, you know, hating every bad beat that happens and then being all too happy to go for a flip because the flip is gonna either look good and then you're back on it, or it doesn't matter because if you lose, then it's just confirming your theory that you're very unlucky, perhaps the unluckiest poker player ever.
0: That's what you think, and yeah. that's exact. And being on them five for that five weeks, that was the longest, biggest answer.ing Like I said, ten k. Like I only started the challenge with eight k. Van crawl, so like. For me, being on a 10K downswing was it was it was brutal. And mm. you do, you, you start to doubt yourself. But again, it was like, I just knew how to get get myself through it. And it was, you You do have all the doubt because you're like, oh, I'm obviously not studying. So I'm obviously not getting better. Um, I'm getting worse because I'm actually making decisions that maybe I wouldn't have. And I, I was, like, there was people telling me that were better players, that my, some of my decisions were getting bad towards the end of the challenge because it just, just cause I was in a negative kind of mindset of just nothing's going my way. And, uh, I just, I just prayed, like I prayed for just, so, so yeah, I was so in in the, the peak of, so I started with 8K bankroll. I think I was down to maybe 6.5K after week two. And I was thinking, this is going to be hard. I've got another 12 weeks of this and, then won that tournament with 3.7K and then went on like the biggest heater, uh, like a 10K heater, won the big 44 on Poker Stars, um, got my biggest ever score. So my biggest ever score before the challenge was 2.5K. Um, so then I ended up like beating that like maybe four times throughout the challenge or three times throughout the challenge. Um it's like the, my, my last biggest win before my downswing happens was I think I came like fourth or third in the Zodiac main event on GG. That was like on a Sunday for like 4.7k. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I said, yeah, the downswing happened and I ended up going down to like a 10k downswing. And I was just uh, I was just praying. I was just praying to like my, my granddad, unfortunately, died and he he's the one that got me into poker. And I was just like, please, I was just praying to him, like, please just give me one last moment of the challenge. Just like give me one big last moment because that's all I want. Like it was getting to a point where I think I made something like 74, 75 final tables in the 100 days. And most of them happened before like day 60. Um, So so like I hardly was reaching any final tables, hardly having any deep runs. And I was just like, please just give me one last big moment. And so I just, I wasn't playing So scoop and the GG spring series was happening towards the end of the challenge. And because I was on the nine to nine to seven, I wasn't playing any scoop or any of the series. Mm -hmm. So I set myself right. How about, so I think the challenge finished on the Tuesday. I said to myself, why don't I play Eve, switch it up, which again was a risk because my body wasn't used to the evening schedule. Why don't we switch it up and start later on the Saturday, the final Saturday, Sunday and Monday, which I did. So on a Saturday, I registered my first scoop, which was the 55 deep stack. And I made day two. It was my first ever day two, uh, that I'd ever been, that I'd ever made on scoop. So, um, so yeah, so that was, that was day two was on the Sunday and GG to celebrate the, um, the challenge put me in my first ever 1k. So on the Sunday I was playing, a, I was just two table in the 1k and this 55, but all the concentration was on the 1k cause it's my biggest ever tournament. And, and then I ended up busting the 1K, but ended up like chip leading with the final like 60 players of this 55, and mm-hmm. that's when the just the viewers were building up, and I had this crazy hand where I got in Jacks for the aces and hit a Jack on the river to stay alive. That was final at like 18, and it was just it was just weird. I just knew it was just meant to be, and it ends up yeah ends up uh, the biggest ever viewers i end up having like 2.5k viewers watching me on the final table and wow um i do this thing where i get to a final table and i play scooter i don't know if people are you're aware of scooter um the band uh, the art you know? the, the artist yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah <laughs> okay. so,
1: which song are you playing from
0: that? um the logical song um but we play like so much this he has this one that he brought out last year called like fuck 2020 okay um so i played that so i play like some of his songs and a pc to my <laughs> right i kind of you can change colors so i put like dance colors on and stuff so right. that was just like an amazing feeling that's like my like final table ritual that i do yeah um and that was like the best one of the best moments of yeah of my life like that was just insane and ends up coming fourth <laughs> in that for twenty two thousand. so that beat my previous biggest score by like i said 4.5k or 4.7k was my biggest score before that and like I said, the pressure was on me because I knew I was sharing my profits towards the end of the challenge. And I was just praying. I was just like, I just want to be in profit. And it was getting closer and closer. And then obviously that kind of jumped it up to mm-hmm. end the challenge in like 23,000 profits, something like that. So that was just like, yeah, just the best moment. And, and then, yeah, ended up uh, two days later finishing it. And yeah, it was just, it was just a surreal, surreal feeling to finish it and kind of kind of get it done because yeah obviously 100 days it didn't feel like 100 days in a row it was weird because my body was so used to it and it was weird It was just it's just a surreal surreal feeling about after everything that had happened in the challenge yeah, it, was, it was crazy
1: when you were planning the challenge and obviously you imagined how it will go what was the biggest difference between reality and how you imagined it
0: um that's a very good question i if you wouldn't have told me like i i felt like it was i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna try and downplay it but physically i was surprised i think it was more surprised like i thought I was i didn't realize how how amazing the human body is in terms of if once you're because like i said i i was I do not know what to expect in terms of how hard it was going to be because mentally I'd never fully gone through that. Mentally uh, that was going on a downswing and mentally was uh, hard, harder than I ever thought was going to be. Like that was people don't realize like I said and that was that was the hardest bit hands down. But like physically I thought it was going to be harder. But like I said I'm very surprised how amazing the human body is in terms of it gets used to that because like I said I had never done a 10 hour stream beforehand and my body just got used to it the same routine 10 hours a day and and people again the main people who will respect this challenge is people that do stream poker and and because playing poker 10 hours a day 100 days straight is insane as it is but streaming it because it's not it's not just like I'm sat there not speaking that would make it easier you've got to speak so speaking 10 hours a day in itself is hard like I didn't want to speak to anyone after I finished and so like just just everything involved in it was. It, I'm not gonna say it, it. It wasn't like mentally it was harder than I ever thought, but physically, I it would. I was surprised about how my body kind of adapted to it. Um, but in terms of say, if you were, I would have wrote down what you, what's your dream to ever happen from this challenge? Like, obviously, it was getting being the thing that would allow me to do this full time would to be to get a, like obviously a poker sign uh would to be made a pro by a poker site um but i didn't know that was going to happen so I, I set myself a goal of like people subscribe on twitch so they you get like two dollars fifty per subscription and i'd only ever reached like a hundred at one point so i uh, i set myself a goal of maybe five hundred. Five hundred was allowed allowed me to cover my outgoings for the month so like my rent mm-hmm. and my car insurance and stuff like that so we reached 500 pretty quick in the challenge and so that kind of again I didn't know that was going to happen so reaching the 500 subs uh Twitch partner which is my dream like again I would never have dreamt about I got to the Twitch partner because you've got to have like I think something like average 100 viewers which Mm -hmm. I got I had I had average 20 viewers (laughs) like that which took me a year to build up I remember it doesn't seem that long ago I was streaming to four people and it's crazy to think like it wasn't that long ago a year ago and it's it's yeah it's just so like like I said that I'm now got like a thousand subs which is insane twitch partner um obviously the gg deal which I didn't ever dream that would ever have happened um uh bbz working with like the best in my opinion the best coach and the best kind of coaching website in the world and just everything that happened, I would never, ever, ever. If if I if someone would have wrote that everything that happened down, I wouldn't have ever believed that it would be true. It within within the challenge, maybe maybe one day, maybe if I was a full time player and streamer for like four or five years, and I was at like high stakes and doing well and built up an audience, but I didn't ever dream about and like the moments, like I didn't think that I was ever gonna like i'd never like i'd never even like near a 10k score and got that many viewers at once on stream so it's just everything everything that happened in the challenge was just perfect it was that's all i can explain it as it for me Mm. personally it was it was something i've always dreamed of and i still can't believe that it was all kind of everything that happened in the challenge to be honest yeah Mm.
1: So, how did the rest of the day look like? Because how how much interaction did you have with your with your family, with your girlfriend? How did the basically the family life go throughout the challenge?
0: Yeah, so so this is why I chose like nine to seven as well. So my girlfriend works like basically like nine to five, basically. So my plan was well, this is why my girlfriend deserves so much plaudits in terms of she's the kind of like. She's the kind of backbone, and the last year, the, the within the challenge, like any other girl would have just like completely dumped me and gone to another person. But I always promised her. She always believed in me, which I'm so grateful for. And I've been with her three years now. So, well, we're still we're still young. Like I'm still 23. She's 20, 21, 22. So we're still young. But she just will always believed. And as I said, I promise you, it'll be worth it um because again we were living by my, mom and my dad's and <laughs> looking around now we've we've now I, I, another thing that happened in the challenge i um we moved out we got our own flat for the first time and the, if you look around now i'm literally in a little room and my mom and dad i'm still i'm this way i'm doing the the podcast here and i've literally got one bed beside me and this is where we live from like my 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 stream room is my bedroom so what mm-hmm. was my bedroom um so we so we've done we lived like that for a year and the the when I was working, I was streaming till late. She stayed in the spare room. So she wasn't even staying in her room. Like she was like sleeping in the spare room to allow me to stream late at night. So like I said, I'm just yeah, I've been very lucky. And that's just why I said to her, listen, we even though it's hundred days straight, we will spend time together because I'll do nine to seven and then we'll have the evenings together. No, that wasn't the case. Like I was mm-hmm. that tired. I was finishing at seven. She was cooking me food. I was then going on a walk, which we did walk together and stuff. And some nights I was then say having a shower or a bath or something, and then just going straight to sleep. Mm. And there was some nights where I just couldn't even speak. And so she found it very hard as well, obviously um, because again, like we went into lockdown over here. So she, she does like beauty therapy and stuff. So she couldn't work. So it wasn't like she could work and keep herself busy throughout the day. Um, so she found it very hard obviously but I could keep myself busy obviously I was streaming every day and although she wasn't obviously doing the 10 hours a day she didn't have anything to do and she was waiting all day for me to finish and then I was so tired that we didn't spend time together so Mm. it definitely did have an impact on the relationship but like I said I promised that now we have every evening together where I'm having two days off so I'm streaming like I think I'll be doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we'll both have like Monday, Tuesday off together. Um, And I think that's important just to get that good balance because again, that balance is something that I haven't had for the last year and a half of my life. Even when we met, I was working in the fish and chip shops and I was doing split shifts in the fish and chip shops where I was going at eight in the morning, finishing at midday, coming home, having a rest, going to the gym and then working four till like 9pm. So like, this is the most freedom, most time we've ever spent together, which is, and, and like most couples obviously have like work both nine to five, have every evening together, have weekends off together. And that's just never been the case for us. And we haven't mm. went on a holiday for three years together. So again, this is something that I'm very, very looking forward to and very lucky now that we can spend time together. So with my friends, like in my job, I work Sundays So say if I was going on a night out with my friends for, like say, my friend's birthday, I could never fully enjoy the night out drinking because, and I'm young, like, I'm still 23. Like, this is what, like, I'm still, like, I should be going out partying with my friends still, but, like, I could never fully enjoy it because I had work the next day. So Mm. even just, like, spending time with them and my family. um, And to be honest, we were all locked down together in this house, so it actually made us closer because... When I was in Liverpool I lived without them for two years and that's kind of what made me move here because I, I did miss them up kind of very a very close family. So the the challenge did have a big impact on on and seeing everyone. Like I didn't see my friends for a couple of months and just even that, like the the Friday after finish, we had a we had a few beers around the campfire and it was just uh, mm-hmm. it just made me I think I think like this whole lockdown on COVID's has made everyone realise that just to don't take stuff like that for granted and enjoy kind of the simple things in life you know what i mean
1: oh yeah so how did your parents look at your challenge how did they feel about it
0: they support like i said they supported me from day one they they've always supported me and that's and i'm very lucky because i get people coming in to, so like my dad's like my dad's actually just one um he, he's really got me into poker and he's like a big he's like he's always in my stream and people know him they call him like pete Robbo, and He's uh he's getting his name more known in the poker industry because he's uh he's just crazy. He's he's he, he had me when he was twenty one, so he's he's still quite a young dad and he uh he wants to start streaming himself actually because he's got he's had a little taste of streaming on my channel. We've done like dual mm-hmm. streams and stuff and he um he's entered so I finished the challenge a couple of days later. He won a scoop for uh, twenty two uh, for ten K. So he's wow. so he's so he's a scoop champion so i, I, I wow. he's like so this is what he's got on me now so we were so competitive oh, with each man. other so he's like so now he's he's saying he's a scoop champion before me so um so yeah so we're so competitive of each other but it's a it's a good competitive because so he's like now to me i've got a world record and i've got a deal but then he's got a scoop championship so um but yeah no they like i said they've they know i'm not stupid they know I've always worked hard. Like everything that I've done, and 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 they believed in me. They, they obviously my dad got into poker, but it was if it was to be one person that wouldn't have, like understood, it would have been my mom. But she she knows. Like she, I was even in school, I was always a good lad in school. I always done my homework and always worked hard for my GCSEs. Revised more than anyone. Um, so they knew I planned out. And but she was worried. She was. She was. She was worried that um. She wasn't worried in terms of financially because she knew obviously I could go back to my job and they they would support me. But she she was just more scared of like, she knew how hard it was going to be. And so she was more scared mentally and physically of, she was worried that obviously I wasn't going to come out good after it. Um, But again, I I think a couple of weeks into it or a month into it, people soon realised, my mum and dad realised like, yeah, he's going to do this easily because they could see just, how determined I was and how good I was feeling. Cause every day they was coming in they were like, you, you look amazing. Like how are you not tired? And mm-hmm. it just didn't change. It just wasn't like, like I said, I thought it would just progressively get worse, but it didn't. It just, it mentally it did, but physically, uh, yeah, I, I felt fine. So I'm, I'm very lucky to, cause again, like if they wouldn't have accepted that, I potentially may have not gone into this. And mm. I know a lot of people that come in and be like, my mom and dad don't support me in doing this. And, my, my mom and dad don't actually know that I play poker. And I I get it. I, I do get it. But it's it, it's kind of sad because I kind of said to my mum and dad, this is what I want to do, this is what's make gonna make me happy. I'm not happy in what I'm currently doing. And I feel like if if I had a son or daughter and they said that to me, it doesn't matter what they wanted to go into, if if that made them happier. Why would you not want that for your child? Why would you not want them to be happier? So that's kind of they've always wanted. They've always let me kind of do what makes me happy, and I, it's obviously it's it's hard for some people because the mum and dad will probably never accept it. But I just think if it makes you happier, and it, it's you only live one life, why would you not want to be allow your son or daughter to be happier? If you get me, so.
1: Yeah, I guess it's, it's a question of how do the parents perceive poker as a career, right? Because mm. for some, it's on par with uh, dealing drugs or or something like that. Like, it's completely sure. antisocial. It's a bullshit career, et cetera, et cetera. And try to convince them otherwise, right? Yeah. But I think especially nowadays, obviously, with so many examples of, well, look at him. Look at him. Does he look yeah. like he's doing some bullshit, right? It's, it's so much easier. Let's say way back when I started it was it was a completely different scene um in terms of awareness of what it means to be a poker player, yeah, um even for people getting into that career, you just jump into the unknown because there's not many examples publicly available to to hear people share their experience and and how it was and how did they deal with the downswings, what were the difficult things, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, right. Because one of the things that, well, some of the things that stop people from pursuing this as a career, uh, apart from you know the social stigma and the peer pressure and the family pressure, et cetera, but also, because coming back to what you said earlier, way earlier, when you were describing like, why wouldn't you try? You will regret mm-hmm. if you will not try this, right? And for some people, the fear of failing is so big that actually the worst thing that can happen is you fail and you can't face yourself right yeah. which is obviously a bigger problem for their life it, it has nothing to do with poker it's just the way they do their life and and that's unfortunate because to be honest you just if you're okay with um, facing the truth and that's one thing that poker really well forces you to do be be honest with yourself be honest with self-assessment uh you know admit that you messed it up uh, Mm -hmm. somewhere and you made a bad decision and you did this and you did that admit it to yourself move on learn from it right which is a useful skill in life in any anything that you do but that's not very easy not not very natural for a lot of people because we are all too happy to put the responsibility on our own failings on, on something else, you know, and, and that baggage that comes into poker. And so many people blame, yeah, well, I didn't achieve much because of downswing. I didn't achieve much because of my family. They didn't support me. My girlfriend, she doesn't like me But my this, my that, but whatever. It's all it's it's all maybe true on some level, but it you can overcome all of that. And probably there's an underlying something. So, yeah, it's just sort of a long winded.
0: Um, no, no, I, I agree. But and yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I, I agree. It's, that this is why in my situation, I'm young, don't have kids. I know, obviously, if someone has like bills to pay and they have kids and they can't just quit the job because, again, that's that's risky in terms of that might put their family. Mm-hmm in debt and and so I, I I do agree and and this is why I take my hat off to anyone that does poker full-time and their sole income comes through poker earnings because like obviously my main income I like I done well at like 23k profit that was more than I'd earn in a year in my old job but my I don't have now I've got obviously a deal in terms of sponsorship deal like I'd i this that's my main source of income i I don't have to rely on the income Mm -hmm. through poker and yeah again that this is what would make the chat after the challenge harder if i didn't have that source of income um i wouldn't have probably been moved into a flat for example like i would still have to live for my parents but Mm -hmm. sometimes you like you have to take you have you have to do that and and people may not want that option and like i i like i wouldn't if i had the option i wouldn't have done what i had i had to do the past year i wouldn't have if i i would have just want wanted to just like go into poker full time i wouldn't have like i wouldn't have chosen to do this record (laughs) yeah like this because this is what was allowing me to do this full time but another i think I, i think i still would have because thing is with the record i want i've always wanted to be remembered for something i've always wanted to leave my legacy and poker for me is not about the money, like, obviously the money is there, which is an amazing thing, but if there wasn't much money in poker, I still would do it, because I just, main thing is I love it, like, like I said, like I said before, you live one life, and in my opinion, you should just do what makes you happy, and that is, for me, what's the whole main thing of, of life, but the main thing is, I also, I wanted to leave a legacy, I want to be remembered, I want to be, look back, and my kids to go, like, my dad's, Did this the first person to to achieve this and um that's something that i've i don't know i've just i don't know why i've always wanted to kind of have that but just Mm -hmm. something that has motivated me to kind of want to same with like i want to be when i finish my poker career i want to be respected as being one of the best uh, in in poker or if not in twitch poker Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of what my my goal is and for me personally the same with the routine I always need a goal if, if, I've not, if i've not got a goal i i don't really that's what gets me motivated in the day same with that's why i love the gym every day in the gym i'm lifting heavier weights i'm seeing the progress in my body and um i'm feeling better like same with poker this is why i love poker because you're getting better and and this is something a point that you said which is amazing um uh, about you learning so when you make mistakes you learn from that and you you accept that you've made a mistake and this is something that it's about having an ego like i i like pride myself was not having too big of an ego because i don't think you can have any you you're not going to get anywhere in, in life or or poker specifically if you have a big ego
2: because mm. well you, we have some
1: some examples <laughs> that uh, that kind of yeah. are exception to the rule but uh yeah, it, you well, know the exception like, only confirms the rule i guess
0: yeah, in terms of, but also I think for like, so obviously there is examples, but for, for the average person, because they'll never realize the mistakes they're making mm-hmm. to then improve. Mm-hmm. So like, because poker is a game where you need to keep on studying to stay on top and to stay profitable, right? If your ego is like, no, I'm better than everyone else. I don't need to study, which there's examples of in poker mm-hmm. that you will fall behind eventually. Um, and, and this is something that, like, say if I made a big mistake and I was upset about it, I was always the first thing I said was, we learn from it. I'm still young. Like we we learn, we I'm learning from that. I'll save the hand, I'll review it. And if you if you make them mistakes, the same with life. Like that's why I always say to give people like a second chance, because if if you if you make a mistake, but you don't learn from it. You're never gonna progress in that certain thing. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I'm not I'm not afraid to make mistakes in poker um, or, or or like streaming. But if you learn from that, that's when you're gonna progress as a yeah. person. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And coming back to the ego thing, it's it's not only dangerous when you're you're approaching it from a perspective of like, oh, I'm the best. I'm better than anybody else. Uh, I have nothing to learn. That's obviously bad and you know it's you know probably everybody realizes that but one thing where ego steps in to a lot for a lot of people in in a way that they don't recognize that that's ego is when they fail to see the mistakes for what they are Mm -hmm. and when they sort of perceive that when somebody points out they made a mistake they feel like it's an attack on them personally like you made a mistake here. Oh, you mean I'm bad? You mean like I suck? You know, what, what exactly are you saying here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and for those people, it's also really hard to question themselves and try to find mistakes and find, find the weaknesses themselves because that basically is a challenge to, to their own ego, to their own perception of that they actually know what they're doing. Because there's this misconception in some people that if you're a good player, you have everything figured out. Whereas in reality, if you're a good player, you just, you still make so many mistakes, a lot of mistakes. It's just you're more aware of them and you don't do them too often because you learn from them, right? And that's the only thing that sets you apart. And that's not only specific to poker. Like, look at the, you know, some of the best chess players, some of the best uh, grandmasters out there. They still make mistakes. They're, we're, we're human. We're not machines. We're going to, we're bound to make mistakes. It's, it's how we allow them to affect us. That's, that's the difference you know for the weaker player you make a mistake in game you recognize it's a mistake and you might just go on a complete tilt and just ruin the day for a player who is more self- aware and who's had the experience they they're not gonna think twice about it they're just gonna put a mental note okay I need to look into this spot mm-hmm. I'm gonna study it but uh we move on because I mm-hmm. still probably have like two thousand decisions to make today so let's not you know zoom in on this one too much
0: yeah for sure and and that's another hard part of poker in terms of not dwelling and this is something that i still need to work on and i'm getting better at is not dwelling on a certain like play or certain like if i know i've Mm -hmm. made a big mistake or say something's happened like where i don't know something said in chat and i've had to like ban someone Mm. like it's 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 hard because i'm i am quite emotional like emotional and people have seen that on stream um uh it's hard for me to to just be like a robot and just be like just like not be emotional about it and there is Mm -hmm. some times where on the stream i was like right just give me five minutes guys because like say if i busted out like a big tournament and in a in a bad way or something like that it's 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 kind of hard to obviously as a poker player you get you get better over time but I feel like again that's what's about being a poker streamer like I think that's what people can relate to with me of like I am emotionally if I win a big hand in a $5 tournament or a $1,000 tournament I'm going to probably react in the same way mm-hmm. same with say if I get like a bad beat I'm, I'm like I, I, I don't feel like I'm like talk like like a toxic person but I'll still be like you'll still see a dip on my mood where I'm like oh just give me five minutes guys that was a hard one to take you know what I mean and again that was what was hard about the challenge was it was when you when that's happening day in day out like I said for that second week and then that was five weeks straight it was it was hard and it's hard to and they even said like the regs and chat you we had a chat after day 100 and they were like you've done so well like we wouldn't have thought you were down that much money from them five weeks they were like Mm -hmm. they knew that things weren't going well but they were like you just turned in day in day out and just kept this positive attitude and I was like well I didn't know there was no way for me to do anything else because Mm -hmm. the minute I then turn sour and turn like the world against me and I'm running the way I'm the like I'm the unluckiest player in the world like that's when people aren't going to want to watch that like and I did apologize. There was moments where I was just like ranting, and I was like apologizing. They were like, "Don't apologize because you're showing the the truth. Like you're showing the all aspects of poker." Mm-hmm. If I that's what I mean. If I just sat there and emotionless, they'd be like, wow, Like, and this is what I think people kind of related to in a way where I'm just a normal lads just trying to play like make it in poker, and I had to kind of learn on the job. You know what I mean in mm-hmm. terms of. Going through the upswings and the downswings of poker, and but again, like that's I love I loved it. Like when I think back, I, I just every day it was just a new a new experience, a new challenge, and uh, it was just amazing. Yeah, it was such an amazing feeling.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think your your example is just so great for people to have and uh, to be aware of because there's so much to learn from it and I, i really hope that you know people hear the message about the the routine the consistency the the nutrition the sleep and how important it is and how easy it is to neglect um yeah it's it's really really important and also you know just thinking about what you did um And let me put it in perspective by thinking of how you got into poker, how you found a way to realize your dream, right? Because your dream, you said you were 11 years old when you wrote in your yearbook that I'm going to be a top poker player, right? Mm -hmm. A top poker player is just such a broad term. And when somebody decides, okay, I'm going to do poker for a living, they have a limited picture of what it means to be a poker player, right? if they're exposed to tournaments they they will be a tournament player if they're exposed mm-hmm. to cash games they they think well that's the only way if they're exposed to holdem and they don't look around they that's it holdem is what i'm going to be or just be alone that that's all i'm going to do right it's just putting yourself in the boundaries without exploring the things and there's a saying I don't know if that's... A, I, I think it's a saying. Oh, and I'm going to paraphrase because yeah, I don't remember exactly. But there was something about... Um, war is not about tactics. It's about logistics. Mm-hmm. right? Because we often think, think about these battles uh, in life, and in, in war, and at work as in, okay, what are the tools that I have? How do I execute, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's a bigger picture. How do you approach poker as a career? That's the, the big picture. The logistics of it. How to because like your case just proves the point beautifully because if you were the best poker player in the world have all the tactics available for you super knowledgeable etc etc doesn't mean you could accomplish the hundred days straight Mm -hmm. right without any prep for all the other aspects because all the other aspects that's actually what matters in this case right but same is true for just your regular grind in a way, because if you zoom out far enough, you know, if you put if you if you look at the long enough stretch of time, then you see the results because you know, sure, somebody neglecting all of the aspects might pull it off for a year and and be crushing and, and be great, but then, what about two years? Where are they? What, what, what happens to them? How's their life? How's their social life? How's their health? How's their mental health? How are they doing? Do they actually still love what they're doing? Do they enjoy it? right? So to have an example of a challenge like yours is just such a great way to remind people of, guys, don't forget what's important here. You need to plan. Just because you have the freedom, doesn't mean you're free yeah you have to earn your freedom right we have the freedom on, on paper but if, if you you know because what happens to to a lot of poker players is just you know first thing you do when you wake up you fire up the tables and then you just go with the flow where's the freedom in that sure you have yeah. the freedom to fire them up or not but you know if if we look at it deeper it's it's not really a great approach so being being smart about it' is so so important.
0: Yeah, and and this is um and this is a thing with i took it I, I took matters into my own hands because i felt like i, I needed to like I, I if i if the only way for me to probably have achieved this poker dream would to be to continue doing it around my job but i couldn't wait i i, I didn't want to wait to some company to contact me to give me a sponsorship or like I thought this is the only like because I always thought I'll quit my job when I'm earning more money through poker than I am my actual job. That that mm. was my start point in my head. And it took a year where I only went 5k profit. Um for many reasons in terms of obviously I wasn't studying um that much. I couldn't study because of my schedule. Um I was only playing low low micro low stakes. So there was a lot, a lot of reasons why. I didn't achieve that. But again, this is why I took Matt into my own hands. And I just, people have these dreams where like, Oh, one day I'll do this one day. I Mm. want to do that. You just need to do it. You just need to, you just need to put it into your own hands and produce a plan. Like, like you said, like produce, you can't just, I like, I didn't just, as much as I was, it was a risk to quit my job. I didn't just one day quit my job and just go for it. I obviously planned it. Like I'm, Mm. and Because I knew no one had done it before, so there's a reason why. And like you said before, if I learned from Ali. Like Ali said, a few people that had attempted it before me that that didn't succeed. And mm-hmm. um, but he said he, to me personally, he quickly realised that I was going to, um, and he he gave me a lovely message along with a load of other poker streamers. Um, I, I I'll share the YouTube video on my my socials uh, or i'll share it with you as well like
1: yeah i'll, I'll like, put it to the, i'll put the link to it as well here
0: there was like likes of Lex, easy with aces uh, ape stars ali Shaban, uh so many amazing people that i've always looked up to in my life like done a youtube video of like congratulating me basically mm-hmm. um and that for me was just i watched that on day 100 they surprised me in terms of that and it was uh it was a sur- it's just a surreal surreal Thing of people that i've looked up to and admired they're congratulating me and they're saying that there's no way that they could have like done that it's just like it's yeah it was it's was just a real surreal feeling and mm. um yeah I, I still still kind of feel surreal to honest with you.
1: yeah and when you finished the challenge uh, you took you basically went on a vacation right
0: yeah, well, it's still in lockdown over here. It's, it's, I, I, in terms of, I can kind of live my life the way I want to over here because mm-hmm. I live in the Isle of Man. It's only, it's only got 85,000 people. Um, so we've come out of lockdown so we can kind of do our own thing, go to the gyms, but we can't actually leave the island at the moment. Mm-hmm. So if I had the choice, I was hoping to go on holiday and go on a nice beach and drink cocktails and <laughs> spend time with my girlfriend. But yeah, I've, kind of just took time to chill and it's on. i've been off now for probably about two weeks and it's only the last few days where it's really hit me where i'm like Mm -hmm. wow i'm pretty bent out and i was gonna i was gonna continue i was gonna start this restart the stream the next few days but i'm taking the next few days just to still chill because this is the thing i was gonna say as well like i kept explaining on the stream this isn't that this isn't the end this is just the start for me personally Mm -hmm. um like you were saying in terms of this is why I'm sticking to my nutrition even more so this is why I'm sticking to I, I thrive under my schedule and like I said like we said before people that may not work for people but if you look at the most successful people you read the most you read p- books that are say that are the most successful business owners or they all say about um about having a routine about having doing the same thing because your body can achieve unbelievable things when you put when you put it under stress but it's a routine. Mm-hmm. same with the gym like I go to the gym every day but I couldn't go the I couldn't go to the actual gyms so like my bench press like has completely gone down in terms of weight mm-hmm. but if you like and but before that I would put myself under a program where every day or every other day, I done one one extra rep, I done one extra bit of weight. And my my bench press went higher than it's ever done because I was in that amazing routine mm-hmm. of like doing that certain amount of reps, eating healthy. And it's the same with poker, like if you put the reps in, um and you do all the right things, stick to bank management, you have study enough, you like eat well, um, you're you're only gonna see positive results and um yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and that's something
0: that I, since I was 18, I was trying to, I was trying to find and it's, it's not easy. It's mm-hmm. not easy at all. There's, there's no, there's no like university course you can go through in poker. And this is why I always try and like explain to people because I was the one asking poker streamers, how do I get better? I've got, a, I remember asking like, I remember sending messages to all in path who I'm now working with in GG of like, can you please give me advice on how to build up a 2k banker? Like, what do you think I should do? and people message me that now. And it's again, there's no one specific answer. And this is why I think poker is hard in that way where, like I said, you can't just go through university course for three years and then you become a professional poker player. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's minds is different. Everyone's theory in terms of poker is different. And again, this is, I've had to do this to stand out in the poker industry and get my name out there and, and do this. But, Obviously you don't not everyone has to do a mm. flipping a thousand hours in a hundred days, but I've proved if you if you work hard, you kind of find the right like people, surround yourself with the right people like before. I, I think the the most important thing for me that made me get better as a player was getting a Discord group with some players that are at a similar level to me or or a bit better than me. Um, and, and just sharing hands, like surround there's so many people that are at the same level as you, especially now you can find them people in Twitch streams. So this is, again, something I'm so proud of in my Discord channel. All the lads there that play micro stakes, uh, they're at, they're like, uh, they want to build up to micro stakes, low stakes, get better. They have, like, without me organizing this, they've organized, like, a weekly call where they just go over hands together. Oh, nice. And it's, like, and and that's something that I talked about that I did, and they've then implemented, and some of them are getting be- like, better. Like, my dad, my dad's never studied, um, and he ended up studying, uh, like, the BBC Ape Stars bundle, and he's just won a scoop for 10k and it's it's uh it's just yeah, it's just amazing to see again I, I just love seeing i just love seeing people do well and again i i that's why i want to come on these podcasts to kind of share my story in terms of if i if i can do it like uh, anyone can do it if you kind of obviously put the right plan in play and mm. uh you you kind of do the right things to succeed and it, and it may not it may not succeed there's been a lot of people try and but like I said before, people are scared of failure, and I get that. But me personally, I'm scared of regret more than failure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, that's a good way to look at it.
0: Yeah, sure. and I've just always been that way. I've just, I've just always been that way, and yeah, it's just kind of obviously, like we said, people are different. Like not everyone's the same, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just been
1: being crazy. How it's kind of worked out overall. Mm. Any other challenges planned ahead? Anything <laughs> else that that you're interested in?
0: Um. No, I just I just want to keep I just want to keep grinding up the stakes and I'm going to like I said I've surrounded myself with the right people BBZ and other other poker players that are better than me to share hands with so I kind of just want to keep building a stream like I said my aim is to become one of the biggest poker streamers in the world and mm-hmm. um, I'd love to go and like live in different places like now i can i can't live anywhere obviously can't play online poker in like america or australia place like that but i could go and live somewhere with my girlfriend go live different places i'd love to see the world Mm. um i'd love to go different live events in the future and play a bit more live poker and just yeah just uh i'm still young and i haven't really lived my life like i said so i'd love to go and the main thing is just to, yeah yeah it's just to keep doing what i'm doing to to put myself in place of i don't want to just be one of them type of poker players or streamers that do this and then they're done but after a couple of years like i want to mm-hmm. i want to leave my legacy in the poker industry and i want to i want to do this for in the long term because again that's just what i love and i'm willing to work hard to kind of still keep doing this um in, in the long run
1: right yeah, it's beautiful. It, I'm I'm really happy that uh, I heard about your story and that we had this conversation. I'm I'm sure there's so much to learn for for people from your experience, and uh, I hope they follow your channel and uh, check out your streams. Um, you. I haven't seen any of the streams during the challenge, but uh, I'm really curious to see. I'm just gonna tune in once you're back at streaming, and just gonna. Mm stop by and uh, and see see what's up I, I haven't streamed myself for quite a while now it's just mm-hmm. uh you know don't don't really find time to it as it's definitely not my priority and i always mm-hmm. was doing it more for fun and uh, for sharing some of my thoughts and experience and uh, whatever i what can did you what
0: did, did you think it was a completely different experience than actual playing poker Uh, in terms of streaming it did you did you think it was it was like a lot harder or
1: not not really i mean for me like my streams are very different to my actual play because i would be streaming uh, like the stakes that i normally don't play so i'd be streaming as low as like uh, 500 plo or even 200 plo and even lower to be honest but you know that there's it's more like all fun and games for me right i'm trying to I don't view my streams as inform well as educational. Mm -hmm. As in, I don't expect people to tune in and um, learn a lot of strategy. Even though I've had a lot of people just reach out to me privately and and say like, "Oh, I've learned so much from the streams." But my goal is to teach more, or not teach, but rather share the way I think through the hand and the way I approach. what happens with, within the session how do i what things do i pay attention to you know things that i've learned from from my experience playing poker for over whatever now 13 14 years or something like that right so cuz these are the things that oftentimes are overlooked the small details of how exactly are you are you doing how how should you execute the decision mm, because obviously there's a lot of information out there about you know whether you should call or or fold in a specific situation yeah but uh there's more to it night and that's that's what i'm sure. trying to share but i haven't streamed for quite a while i might might fire up a few streams just because i'm inspired by by your story I'll no,
0: something that i want to do which again i feel like is definitely um undervalued in the poker twitch community or just poker in general it's like collaborations uh so mm-hmm. I, so it's definitely something i want to do in terms of like i've loved coming on this podcast so i'd love to have you on and in terms of like just just doing a collab and um i have this like game called poker bingo that i i come up with uh where we like uh well i have a different streamer on or player on and we kind of uh come up with this idea where we have like nine poker challenges so you play like zoom poker or russian cash on on mm-hmm. gg and you have like, I came with the idea we have like nine different check poker challenges so one of them could be like where you've got to fold aces, you've got to pick up aces and fold them. Okay. One of them maybe you've got to hit like a ace of spades flush, uh, sorry, uh, like a spade flush.
2: Mm-hmm. One
0: of them maybe you've got to find five people from, five players from the UK. Uh, one might be where you've got to find like a like a tiger avatar on someone's name or something like that and okay and then there's like there's some like bombs so say if someone like hits quads that wipes out the other players bingo cards stuff like that mm-hmm. so with uh it's it's a fun game that i've played that i came up with like to, to kind of collab with different streamers so i've played that uh like quite regularly on stream but mm-hmm. i kind of want to again i want to build up my youtube channel as well mm-hmm. so i've concentrated on twitch but i feel like youtube's a aspect where i can kind of build up as well so obviously do that for like two hours on stream and then do like a youtube video on that so mm-hmm. collaborations with like other poker streamers or even just streamers or even just like people in general uh to try and collab with i, I, I like because like i just love like i've loved being on this podcast this is the first one i've been on and i kind of just love just talking like to people uh in terms of like hearing people's like stories as well and obviously something that you obviously love because you you do this podcast
1: and yeah absolutely
0: i, I can kind of take the thing in that and ask them questions and um because again like i've grew up watching like all different types of poker podcasts yours like joey Ingram's, um like i've just love hearing people's poker stories in general um mm. uh just just because just so I, and and this is what i mean about like i've soaked all the information in and Kind of using things that people have worked well for them that hasn't worked well for them. So, yeah, if if anyone can take anything away from this podcast of that that I've done personally to help them either make it in poker or or help them in whatever certain certain job or life or whatever, then yeah, I'd uh, yeah, I, I just I just love kind of giving kind of like good advice and and like seeing people seeing my journey because like I said, I'm just a normal lad. I'm, didn't get a degree, I didn't I'm not playing the high stakes poker, like I'm just a normal lad that has just worked hard to kind of achieve or want to achieve. So mm.
1: yeah, I'm sure a lot of people will find something useful, something inspiring in the story. And uh um hopefully you get more people from 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 my audience coming in and, and watching watching your story unfold on, on Twitch and uh mm-hmm. I'll definitely pop in, and uh, even that collab thing sounds fun. I mean, yeah, I know. will
0: Yeah, I definitely get you on for sure.
1: Awesome. Well, anyway, Lucas, thank you, thank you for finding the time today. It was it was really a pleasure to talk to you and to find out more about your huge undertaking which you undertook and conquered. It's it's just beautiful. It's uh, it really is. A hell of a challenge that that you that you went through and uh the way the story unfolded is is just nice so inspiring on so many levels and i yeah i I wish you the best with uh with streaming and with poker and pursuing pursuing your dream thanks man
0: it's been a pleasure like i said this is my first poker podcast and like I said, I've grew up watching this and uh, watching like podcasts like this and watch them and try to take inspiration. So me now being in this position, I'm the luckiest person in the world in my in my opinion. Like I just this is something I've always dreamt about doing. So, mm. like I said, this isn't the start. This, uh, this isn't the end. Like I'm not done with poker. Like this is just the start for me. I'm still young and got obviously bigger bigger goals, bigger aims. So. Um, Yeah, I'm still gonna still gonna stick to my routine and nutrition, and now I'm excited to see where poker can go because this is the first time I've been able to put actual study time into studying, so Mm -hmm. which is exciting. Like this, like that we talked about before. There's like seeing the gaps and seeing the stuff you can improve on. There's a lot I need to improve on. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for to see what Mm -hmm. the future holds for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited to see how you're gonna progress because from what I. Notice, and in, in a lot of people, either friends or just people that I've observed, whose career I've observed, or some of my students, that the biggest um, obstacle in the way is the self awareness and the self discipline to stick to um, what's important and not not lose the sight of the goal, right? And and being process oriented and and showing up for work. Treating it seriously. These are the things that you don't read in a book. You just need to go out and do it. I mean, everybody knows, or most people know uh, theoretically, that oh, it's so important to just be consistent, to be disciplined, to not put things off and just like go get it. Well, okay, so well, go ahead and go get it, right? It's so so easy on 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 paper. Like, sounds good. Yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Right. So I.
0: it's the same with like going to the gym. Like I always wanted to go to the gym. I always wanted to get in a routine. I never did and until I forced. Like one day I got a personal trainer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like uh, and and that I then fell in love with that. Same with poker. Like I always wanted to get better at poker, but never never invested in a training course, never invested in a coach, never, never done any studying. Um but you need to. Like if people tell you that are in this position that you want to be in and they're giving you advice that you need to do that certain thing. Like you, you, you need to do that. And, and this is the thing about this challenge to, to, to see growth, you need to get out your side, your comfort zone. And that's what we were talking about before in terms of people don't like that, that, that rejection people, people don't like Mm. that failure. Sorry. But, But you've got to get outside your comfort zone. Like I could have, I could have, I could have. I was, comfor- I was comfortable in my in my previous job. I was, I wasn't on just that good money, but I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed it. It was, it was probably the best job I've ever had. But if I stayed in my comfort zone in terms of that, I would never have achieved this. And mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah. It is scary. And don't get like, it was, it was scary for me. It, it was. And again, that's why you see in the emotion and a lot, a lot of like the cried on stream. And I didn't want to do that, but it, again, that showed the emotion of. It was scary, and but it was so worth it. And you talk about any successful person, like I said, they they had to go outside the comfort zone in terms of like like I'm I'm into like the UFC and stuff like that as well. And I was watching that. Um, I was watching someone who won, who won the belt the other day, and I saw her go in like an ice bath, and for like ten minutes. And that's something I know I'd never be able to do, but like that why why does why did she do that because that gets her outside their comfort zone to make her mentally stronger and this is why i know this challenge got me on my comfort zone
2: Mm
1: -hmm. but in the
0: long run i'll look back and think this made me mentally very very strong as a person yeah Um, yeah. and also you'll
1: have something to look back at you know how many people have a defining moment a moment of big undertaking under their belt right and, and those moments, they're useful in, in so many ways. Like for myself, for example, the year when I did the Supernova Elite is a year where I learned so much about the mental game, so much about the consistency, so much about all the things that I now view as really, really important. But prior to attempting the Supernova Elite, I've already played for whatever it was, like five or something six years or mm-hmm. but i haven't learned those lessons and i've never yeah. heard anybody share the experience about those lessons yet going through that experience myself you know that was that was a defining moment and for you i'm sure that you know this is gonna stay a highlight and a, and a stepping stone in, in many ways for uh, in the future
0: for sure and and something that I think about is I uh, I can't remember who, like I said I'm into like, foot, like football I, I love and Liverpool is my team and I heard someone talk about the great players of Liverpool like the, the certain players that signed for Liverpool and then they thought they made it they, they were partying they didn't take it serious they made mm-hmm. it that was their goal that was their ambition yeah. and and they then never became a success for Liverpool yeah. but the ones that then the hard work started once they signed for Liverpool to become the best player to win the trophies. That and that's what I'm seeing it as. Like some people in my position now may be like I'm just gonna go partying every weekend. Like my work and my hard work is done. I've done a thousand hours and a hundred days. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not like that. Like I'm 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 not really a bit I even though I'm young, so I'm not really a big party. Like I, I wanna set up my life to then Just like live obviously live a happier life, but like set up for my kids, sort of for my grandkids as well. And set up Mm -hmm. obviously for having family and stuff. And um that might obviously may be different to most 23-year-olds, but in terms of my position. But again, I even though I've done this challenge, I'll yeah, I'll be remembered hopefully as the first person to do this challenge like a thousand hours in a hundred days. I don't want that to just be like the last thing that I do. And Mm -hmm. um, I want to be I want to use this as like a stepping stone to then go on to do better things uh, in my life, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely something like I like I keep saying, it's definitely not the end. It's it's just the start for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's fair. To, it's safe to say that y- your record is gonna stay for quite a while. I don't. Do you think? I think so. Like who? <laughs> Because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, okay, somebody might go like 19 uh, or whatever, like 1,001 hours in 99 days, right? But that's just like, come on, right? You have to do something significantly better to mm-hmm. to do it. And it's hard to imagine how can somebody pull it off.
0: It, it gets to a point where it starts being like, in, like on the limits of being impossible in terms yeah. of like physically. Um, yeah. And this is what I mean about like beating Ali's record by 25 days sounds like a thousand hours and a hundred days sounds impressive. Absolutely. And, yeah. But I can, so from, from my experience, I can tell you that it was getting to the point of being the limit. Um, yeah. yeah. And obviously you look at everything, like Usain Bolt, like uh, he set the world record and back pr- again, probably won't be beaten for years. Like people, there's always, there's always records there to be broken, but, Mm-hmm. It gets to a point where something like this becomes starts to be like very unsafe to break. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, obviously, I yeah, I come out of it good and well. Um, like I said, I, I think Ali did come out with some issues, um, but again, um, because like I I kind of I think I like obviously younger and, and done the nutrition side of things, which I knew was going to be important, right? But um, but yeah, it's uh, even if someone breaks it, I I I don't. I'll be their biggest support. Someone's asked mm. me this and said, if what if someone messages you and you tries to tries to beat it, I'm like, I'll I'll be giving them advice. I'll be their biggest supporter because mm. Ollie was that for me. Like Ollie was amazing. Like he he was he was like messaging me all the time and giving me loads of like he was raiding me with, like thousands of people and he was uh he was giving me advice and stuff so mm-hmm. um because i because res- he respected how hard it was oh yeah um and yeah and if someone does like beat it then i'll be like i said the biggest support but it i can tell you that i was i was on my limits throughout yeah. this challenge yeah.
1: but that's why it would be beautiful if somebody attempts to beat it i would be the biggest supporter as well because now we're in the territory of you really need to take care of yeah. the aspects which are neglected normally right your nutrition has to be top-notch your sleep has to be top-notch your your rhythm your routine everything has to be in place mm-hmm. for you to complete it safely right without yeah. just you know going to rehab after completing yeah. the challenge and, and that's, that's the what beautiful- some of
0: the poker players were afraid of for me like I know Finton was he's your they says no Egyptian was and I know a lot of people were because like I said they seen Ali he did have issues after it like he he did and that's just and he talked about that himself and mm-hmm. they were wor- they were worried um, about yeah. me and, and this is what I mean about like if someone wants to champion, this and they don't take it seriously they they shouldn't do it because mm-hmm. they, they will end up not not being in a good way. And, and this is what we were talking about before. If if some high-stakes reg wanted to try and attempt it, I just don't think it would be seen by anyone as as being as as impressive or as hard because for me, like I said, the the mental side of it, it, it would have to, because like I said, me and Arlie both done it the same. He'd done it from his first ever stream and I think he'd played for three months beforehand. But again, three months isn't enough time to get used to the mental side of poker right and i done it obviously from doing it first full time so i think to make it as hard it would have to be someone that quit the job to do it full time um no well obviously like yeah if it was a high stakes reg like i said it would still be rarely very 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 hard mm -hmm. um but in in terms of physically i just mean in terms of like mentally it still would be but for me, for me personally, I don't know what what Ali would say about this, but the mental side of being on a downswing, like I said, the biggest downswing I've ever been on was um, that was that was the hands down the hardest bit of, mm-hmm. part of the challenge, to be honest.
1: Yeah. But to be fair, I think there is a really almost no chance, very slim chance of a high stakes reg attempting something like that, mm-hmm. right? Just because of the incentives and uh, and all the yeah, other aspects, and usually. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that that would happen
0: unless there was like a big prop bet or something like that. Yeah,
1: obviously, always a prop bet is is a thing. But then, if there is a prop bet, I don't find it as beautiful as as your story, right? Because sure, prop bet. Um, you know, we 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 see people do a lot of interesting feats for a prop bet, but to do it out of pure motivation of like I can do it, that's my challenge. Yeah, I find it more inspiring, more beautiful. So I wouldn't really um be super impressed if somebody just does it for a huge huge prop but um
0: you know i I think it was for me and ali it was it was desperate it was almost desperation for both of us as well we were so both determined to make it in poker and ali set the challenge without even meaning to kind of set it he said he he, he knew he was wanted to keep on streaming every day Mm -hmm. but i think he got to like day 100 and he was like well, let's get a thousand hours. And he didn't tell anyone he was carrying on. Okay. Um, but and again, like it was like it was we both work hard and Ali still has continues. I still see him doing like 13, 14 hour streams and putting in the hours and it's uh it was more for both of us. I think that's what people respected. Certainly I respected him as he just wanted to make it so badly into poker. That he would, he was willing to do something like that to to do it, and it worked for him. And it could, it, it definitely could have not worked for me. Like I said, it, it, I could have completed the challenge, but it may not have got as much tension attraction. May not have got a deal out of it where I'd have mm-hmm. to go back to work. And that's just that's just it's not being dramatic. Like it's it, it, it's true. Like or something could have happened where I could have got COVID. Like we're in a time where COVID was going around. Like yeah. I, that was yeah. something I was scared about as well. That if or I just the got...
1: downswing ruining you. Like you yeah. would start on a downswing and it would continue, and you would never find out the end of that story because the that's story a... would end with you back in a fish shop. And that, uh,
0: that exact that ten yeah. k downswing could have happened from day one, where my whole hand yeah. goes. That's it. You know the, I mean? You're
1: gone. That, that's it. Right. And uh, but that's the reality. I mean, a lot of people who probably had the potential to to succeed and had. Uh, motivation, etc., etc. It just didn't work out for them, yeah. Right, and 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 that's why having these stories out there is so important because we shouldn't underestimate the uh, the the role that the upswings, downswings play yeah. in our career, especially in the beginning. Like everybody who made it, um, eventually they had a period where you know it was a defining period, and. That period might just be not having a huge downswing. It doesn't mean that everybody who made it all of a sudden were were god running at, at at some point. Doesn't mean that. But just not running horribly is already pretty, pretty cool because chances are you you could you might have as well just had the super bad downswing, very beginning, end of story exactly
0: and and again like again that's not being dramatic it's it's that's that was that's just a poker. very high that's, possibility yeah thats just poker it's just part yeah.
1: of it part of the game and that's mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing special about it and um, you know the, the longer you are in this uh, career the the more experience you gain the, the more you realize it's just it's every day it's yeah. you know bankroll management is there for a reason you neglect mm-hmm. it you're gonna well it's gonna bite bite back at one point you know and that's why I never and point to me. I, never, I stuck to a
0: pretty uh, like risk-free. Still, not not risk-free, but uh, like I stuck to like three hundred buy-ins in terms of, like normal regular speeds, and then six hundred mm-hmm. buy-ins for turbos, and then thousand two hundred buy-ins for hypers. So people told me that was pretty uh, like like de- like decent bankroll management. Uh, mm-hmm. They they advised, some advised me I could have even gone to two hundred, but I was like, no, I'll stick to kind of because I need to be careful. Uh, I didn't take any shots, hardly. Um, and that's why I loved like the GG, kind of playing on GG. You could sell action for some higher stakes right. uh, tournaments. So say so if I did, but again, like when I, and this is the thing about realizing, um, so I kept like a spreadsheet of my bank call every day and that kind of told me what buy-ins to play. Mm. Um, and then, so when I was going on the downswing, I did drop down in stakes. I didn't let my... I didn't let kind of my, obviously we talked about ego before. I didn't be like, no, I know I'm good enough to play this hundred dollar buy-in, mm-hmm. but like, it doesn't matter whether you're good enough or not. You need to stick to bank call management. And yeah. this is what people message me about. And it's like, um, like, like I know I'm good enough to play these, but I've got no bank call management. This is why. And it's like, you've, you've got to. Yeah. And, and this is what coming up in poker I was always depositing $20 losing the $20 and and then when I actually made progress is when I stuck the bank management started studying um and yeah and and you've just got to do them things it's not a myth (laughs) it's like you've got to you've got to do them things and some people may have their story may have they they may have got lucky and they may have not stuck the bank management and they they may have got lucky with a big bink um but I always explain it's obviously different with people. Say if they've got a job, because I get a lot, lot lot, of questions on stream. You can then not have as big of a bankroll management because you can afford to kind of deposit money here and there from your job. But if you're making it full-time, mm. you've got to have a bankroll management. You can't just be like playing yeah. 10 buy-ins if you're a tournament player because you're always going to go broke. And Yeah. Uh, well,
1: that's, that's also just a whole other topic of what is a bankroll. Right. Because as you've noticed that, you know, if you actually have another source of income, then sure, you can always top up. So you, you can be a bit more relaxed about it just because whatever you say is your bankroll is not actually your bankroll because you're actually able and, and willing to put in more money. Mm-hmm. But um, the other side of the coin is the more dangerous one where somebody who has no other source of income and only has, let's say, 10K to their name used that they have X amount of buy-ins, yeah. Um but they also have a rent to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that somehow doesn't doesn't count. You don't discount like, hey, you know what, this this month I have to part with like two K or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, because these are my living expenses. Well, so what is your bankroll then? Is it eight K? Well what about the month after? Right? So how are we counting this? You have exactly. to have some sort of cushion of things to to pay for for your life, to pay for for everything. Otherwise, you you know, what what are you gonna do when the bankroll's now two k and uh, the rent is due? Yeah, you don't have a bankroll, you're broke.
0: Exactly, and and this is the thing with me and the challenge. I had, <laughs> it's, I'm just... again, it's I could have prepared so much better for it. I had five hundred pounds in my savings account. I had enough money in my bank account to cover my outgoings for the three and a half months. Mm -hmm. but this is why i set myself 500 subs to cover the i think it was like 1k it come out of 1k pounds that would then cover the outgoings for uh, after the challenge to allow me to do it full-time but if my bankroll completely went there's no there's no way i can add money into it Mm -hmm. so again this is why i say i wouldn't advise doing what i did because no, you, you should you should probably you should never quit your job and just go full time with an AK bank call and no savings. But this is what I mean in terms of I hoped <laughs> and this is why I'm so grateful that I did get a deal with Gigi and and stuff like that because without without it, there's there's probably no way I can continue to do it full time. And uh, mm-hmm. that's why I said to before, I, I hold my hands to anyone that, like you said, does it full time without any source of income other than poker earnings because Again, you've got to think about if, yeah, you've got to say a 20k bank call, but if you've got 1k coming out a month of of, of savings and you go on a 10k downswing, I just couldn't have, uh, I just couldn't, I, I just could yeah, mentally, I just don't know how people can do it. And it's, full, yeah, obviously, like I said, full respect mm-hmm. to anyone that kind of does that. And obviously, People that do that full time have savings. They have a separate role, like life role to bankroll. And that's the way it should be, obviously. Um, but people just need to realize I didn't have that in this challenge. And people may call me stupid for that. But like I said, if, if you yeah, don't take them risks, then you you'll know, never you get you the wrong You rewards. mentioned
1: several times of like, you don't advise people to do what you did and quit your job and, um, and go for your dream. But no, at the no, same no, time, I what you uh, did is you had the. the the safety net of you're willing to get back and so you're taking a shot, you're you're actually making a move with your life, you have a goal and you go for it. And I don't see anything wrong with that. Like I wouldn't <clears throat> say don't quit your job and pursue your dream. If that's your dream, by all means, pursue your dream, but be yeah. willing to be stay humble. And if you fail, just get back to the drawing board, get back to your work and don't beat yourself up for that. The rest yeah. of your life like saying oh man i just dusted off 8k i could have bought a car and f- instead i just wanted to be a poker player with a stupid idea just I'm, now i'm back you know flipping burgers or something mm-hmm. i mean
0: i I, I, back- don't, I didn't mean it in terms of don't do it like I, this i i mean that in the complete opposite way of go for your, your dreams and and mm-hmm. do that but in terms of I wouldn't have recommended anyone with my specific bankroll to do that in terms of mm-hmm. on like only having eight k and playing low stakes because I I hadn't proved to myself that um I could make money through poker like I said I only made five well I made five k profit and and I didn't have any savings. so like don't get me wrong like I go fully go through the poker dream and do like go go for it but just be I, I just recommend people just be a bit more prepared than i was in terms of mm-hmm. just have a bit more savings just kind of maybe have a year where right okay i've made pretty decent money through poker this year so i've got proof that i can make money through poker and mm-hmm. this is what i mean like i didn't have any proof that i could really make money in poker and i didn't um i hadn't done a 10-hour stream beforehand i, I didn't have any kind of savings um but like you but like you said it's like i I didn't have much to lose in terms of i could have gone back to my job i was living from my parents house so um yeah i don't mean that in terms of don't go for your dreams follow your dreams i just meant it in terms of just prepare a bit better of like Mm savings wise or bankroll wise if you get me
1: yeah but you also know that sometimes preparing for things is synonymous to putting things off Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just to, like yeah, I'm gonna do it when uh, I have this, and I'm I have that. I'm gonna run a marathon when I have these uh, whatever yeah. Nike shoes, yeah, not before that. And that's right. what well, I was
0: always like when I'm in, and more money through my job, uh, the, the through poker than I'm uh, through my job. That's when I'll quit my job and do full time poker. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. I'm go. I'm probably going back on what I'm saying here. It got to a point where I'm like, no, I'm I'm quitting my job. Um. I haven't had any proof of that of end through poker, but there is proof there that Ali Shaban made it possible and he got a deal with PokerStars and so he made that possible mm-hmm. um so and this is what I mean if someone's made it possible before you why 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 can't you as well
1: exactly exactly and and once again, just you know when when you're setting the targets of like I'm gonna do it when such and such a thing happens. Oftentimes, is just our defense mechanism of actually not taking the leap. We come yeah. up with bullshit excuses of the reasons why we should wait. We're not ready yet. The, the reality is you, you're never going to be ready for a challenge of this magnitude or even a smaller challenge. You're never ready. If you're ready, it's, well, you're probably already, why, why are you doing this, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we're and, always...
0: And this is the thing, like, I'm still, I'm trying to advise people in my head now still to Mm -hmm. be more to not do it and be more prepared. Whereas that's not that's not what I did. So this is what I mean in terms of again, I've still got that certain thing in my head where I'm like Mm -hmm. don't don't like don't go like now now is not the time. Like be a bit bit more prepared. But like you just said, like I didn't I just went for it and Mm -hmm. yeah and and obviously people do say to be prepared and certain but like like I've proved even though I've just like said the complete opposite, which I've done now, you've made me realize sometimes it is best just like, just just do it and just, just go for it. And exactly. even, sometimes you can be over-prepared where you'll never do it. Same with streaming. I, I planned on streaming. My dad was always like stream poker, stream poker, stream poker. And um, I was putting it off because I was like, I'm not good enough. I'll start streaming poker when I'm I'm at a certain level because I was always scared about people say I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm bad. And I'll get comments mm. of, but, like, there'll never be a right time. And, and, again, like, I was putting streaming off of doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I was putting the challenge off, like, for doing that through a year. And it yeah. just hit me one day. Um, and, yeah. again, like, I've still – like, like I've just we've just realised. And I've still got that in my brain where I'm like, no, you do need to prepare a bit more. Mm-hmm. But, like – No, like some things like this, you just gotta kind of go for.
1: You gotta get, you gotta go for it, because like even with streaming, it's so easy to put off. Like, oh, I don't have a a great camera, I don't have a great light, oh, Mm. I need to wait, I don't have a good mic. You know, is that really gonna stop you? Two people gonna watch you in the beginning when you fire up your stream. You're lucky to have two people. So your Mm. camera, your microphone, nobody, nobody cares.
0: I stream from a laptop. I I stream from a laptop, a shitty camera microphone and that all comes with experience and just start and this is what i mean in terms of someone can take it away if you're thinking of if you're thinking of going the gym if you're thinking of like you really want to like like get get your life in terms of like get healthier if you want to start eating healthier, if you want to start getting better at poker you just do it just wake up tomorrow and just Mm -hmm. if you're listening to this just do it like there's nothing stopping you and if other people can do it why why can't you and i've proved no one's done this challenge but i but i can't but i've done it so like if, if then other things people have achieved that, that someone's already done well then you mm. have proof that someone can but then there's also things that someone has never done but you can still achieve that so mm-hmm. it's uh yeah you you just gotta do it and that's all my motto was like I said before, other people have done this. What so what, What's different to me than them? There's there's yeah. nothing, on you, you can't think negatively in terms of. No, this is why I can't do this. People, and it's 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 crazy. The society we live in is very negative. If like, it's very negative. Everything, every aspect of society is very negative. They they always turn to the negative side of it. Of like, same with like the lab bible, like done an article on me, and there's the first comment were all they weren't positive, like, oh my God, this lad's achieving the dream or good on him. It was all negative comments of mm. um of like of just, I've just, I don't even I don't I didn't even read them and because they don't actually bother me too much. But because I just laugh I'm, like they're obviously very unhappy with their life and and to then take the time out to comment on something like that that they have no experience of, they have no knowledge on. To then see someone achieving their dream and being and and doing something different, to then comment on that and a negative comment and to want to put mm-hmm. that person down, it's uh, uh it's 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 hard. And I what's well, something that I've like I said I've grew up realizing is just surround yourself with positive people. And sometimes it's hard because maybe your mom and dad's very negative and doesn't want you to do that certain thing, or you've got a family member or a best friend. It's hard, but you just need to kind of not surround yourself with them type of people because they got the that's what gonna hold you back. You need to surround yourself with like positive, positive people and whether that's being just on around yourself, um, it's you just gotta you've gotta kind of break away and, and have that positive mindset of you can do that rather than you can't do that, you know what mm-hmm.
1: I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lucas, you know what? I I feel like we could go on for for a long time, but uh, rather let's leave it for a part two sometime go later on. when you're gonna when you're gonna do another one of your stunts or, <laughs> or something like that. And uh, I really hope people have a lot of takeaways from this. And uh, when when you were talking about preparation, and I was talking about over preparation and we're both talking about how it makes things easier for other people to do something when they see somebody else do it, part of it, part of what makes it easier is not only the knowledge of it's possible, but it's also a knowledge of how they did it. And that helps with your preparation because when somebody hears that, oh, you know what? He actually planned it out in such and such a way. He had his uh, routine set. He had his rendition set. He had his sleep set. That is part of their preparation. They know the template. They know the... Path and they can improve on it, and um, hopefully, what your challenge achieves, it brings us into territory where a bit of sports and nutrition and uh, properly taking care of yourself is gonna be combined with poker and mm-hmm. and have this proper challenge. You know, because if we think about like the early golfers, you know, the guys, you know being the world champions and you know the top golfers just smoking cigars with a fat belly and uh, having a beer in a clubhouse, right? we come a long way from there, but along the way, there were just a few examples which showed the way of like, yeah, you might say you can smoke cigars and play golf and you're really good, but you could be better yeah, if you exactly. actually lifted the weights, if you did the stretching, if you did this, if you did that. and. The same happened with chess, you know. The, the The early chess players, not even so, not not even so long ago, you know, still smoking, still drinking, still no exercise, just no light, etc. A lot of geniuses out there who were probably not using all of their potential. And then exactly. we see somebody like Magnus Carlsen who does make sure that his nutrition is you know on on he's on top of his game there that he does sports regularly he he does so many things just to take care of himself to be able to pull it off in the long run yeah and his consistency his example is just brilliant so you know in poker we're still early days i feel like in in yeah. this
0: 100% and and if i can if i can do everything possible this is why i'm i'm working with a nutritionist and um I'm, i I think potentially I'm working, starting to work. with... He's, he's a guy that's sponsored by Gigi, but he's big in the uh, fitness influence. Um, Zach Ainsley. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's got a massive. Uh, he's got like 1.5 million followers on Instagram. He's like a bodybuilder and working with them type of high performance guys. I can then, when I retire from poker, I can, at least I can look back on and say, at least I've tried everything possible to get my brain and physically to to achieve everything that i can do in poker mm-hmm. um and and surround myself with the right people right because I, I i you'd regret it i i have no doubt that like you said the old golfers that i know footballers back in the day used to smoke used to mm-hmm. drink they potentially look and, and there's so many examples in football that there's like they had some, there's just certain players that had amazing ability, but they just partied too much. And mm-hmm. can you imagine like having that ability and having that opportunity and looking back when you've retired and me, like I could like imagine what I could have achieved. And, yeah, um, and that that's something that personally, I don't want to, I don't want to feel so that mm-hmm. again, if I can bring that into poker, that's only going to make poker better mm-hmm. as an industry overall. So again, yeah. that's something that I kind of want to bring into it is like the nutrition side of it. And, uh, that will only make everyone hopefully better in terms of yeah. focus.
1: So. And that's the thing, because if we look back at the old sports, right, and even the old footballers, you know, drinking again, like as recent as you know, twenty five years ago,
0: yeah, you know, just Easy, having yeah.
1: lots of beer uh, after, mm. hopefully after the game, maybe in the halftime, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's possible, and it was there. But the thing is, the the field of players was very different. When you're the same as everybody else you're going to be fine right and then a few people started to stand out with their you know working with lots of physiotherapists mm-hmm. and lots of people just making sure they're there for the long run they're not getting yeah. injured as often they're they're there to play until they're really old right like look at the Ibrahimovic still yeah. still crushing it and the dudes but like him, you know him ronaldo were prime
0: examples of yeah. they just they they I know Ibrahimovic does a lot of like like he does like yoga and just like stretching and like why what well, is a reason why they have become at the top they've got the mm. natural ability but then they've they're still playing at such a such a like yeah. a like an old age because they look after the body like James Milner is someone that plays for Liverpool and he's he's like 36 37 now and he's the fittest yeah. of any player in Liverpool why is that because he doesn't drink he does He he he's, he said he doesn't drink and and he's just again like and there's a guy something i didn't mention i didn't drink throughout the challenge as well because for obvious reasons mm-hmm. um and it's something i don't really do in general i don't drink much i don't smoke um not because I, not because that's a choice i just don't enjoy them type of things they they for me they obviously i do go out drinking to my mate's birthday or party and but not every weekend. And I know people that do go out every weekend, and they're the type of people that they want to achieve something, but they just never do because that, that's that's what holds them back. So mm.
1: um,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, like well, one said, of the th-
1: things that that holds them back, right? And mm. uh, then it's sort of a perpetual um, excuse. Like yeah, yeah. yeah th- this week I can't start. it. I have a hangover. Dude, you have a hangover every week. So what are you talking about, right? Make a decision, exactly. right? Exactly. And that's that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, but and same is happening in poker as in any other sport. The the player field is becoming stronger, mm-hmm. and it forces you to to look for more ways to mm-hmm. excel. Well,
0: the, so the edges are thin. The edges thin are thinner.
1: Out. Yeah. So
0: because I know yeah. Ben Cb always talks about this in terms of like. There's there's certain things you do to get to get to have to get an edge on, on, on the people. And obviously,
2: yeah.
0: as I get up the higher stakes and as I get up, like my stream gets like bigger and stuff, there's again not in terms of like poker descent. That's why I want to do collaborations, because there's certain things that I need to do to stand out. Like I see this challenge to stand out from the people that were at similar level as me that had 20 average viewers and had more followers than me there's certain things you've got to do to kind of like stand out and increase that edge um yeah. and i'm willing to do everything possible to kind of to do that because again something that i just if i didn't do that and didn't try doing
1: that it's something i'd regret so mm. yeah absolutely anyway lucas thanks so much uh, i'll so put all know. the links for people to find you and um yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> no worries it's all right man. i've got i've got
0: a few uh, youtube videos on like the top 10 moments and like the best highlights from the challenge and stuff like that so yeah that's, if people that's didn't awesome. uh people didn't check out the challenge then you'll be
1: you'll be able to get some uh, some of the highlight clips of it and yeah stuff. absolutely yeah you guys gonna be able to find it all in the description thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode check out the description and of course i'd highly appreciate if you subscribe click like spread the word about the podcast Also, if you'd like to receive a regular newsletter with my key takeaways about each episode, go ahead and subscribe to it on runchixpodcast.com. That's R-U-N-C-H-U-K-S podcast.com. I write those myself. I take it seriously and I really enjoy the interaction with the readers. So I hope you'll sign up and I'll be back for you next time. Thank you.